Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Have you scanned your MVP card? Breakfast was three eggs, scrambled light with grits and extra crispy bacon. Cliff, what's up? It's Brian. I know, Cliff, but people are looking for you to sprinkle your magic fairy dust on this whole thing and make it all better. Let's get to that conversation now. Here is uh, that. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Victory Monday. Two ECU basketball wins over the weekend. We will talk about those. It is championship night. NFL playoffs are set. A lot to discuss on this Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Welcome in on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And be a part of the show join us on facebook live and youtube we are at pirate radio tv on youtube subscribe like and we will uh, be chatting with you throughout today's three hour program got some guests to get to as well brian bailey is a happy cowboys fan we'll talk to double b coming up in hour number two get his thoughts on dallas's chances to make a run in the playoffs we'll talk uh, pirate hoops as well with bb and more coming up in hour number two we'll talk national championship and more with former ecu quarterback caden norman he'll be a part of the whole nailer show which is debuting later this week on a thursday we'll talk to caden about everything going on in the world of football and beyond and ellerby will join us to kick off today's show he is to my left we got shirley rhodes in the house we've got the chan man We've got intern Alex uh, hanging out for the first time. And you see uh, Marky Mark back there as well. Mark and I looking forward to seeing who will be the next commander's head football coach. It is Black Monday. We've got some NFL firings to talk about as well with the regular season coming to an end. Ellerby, how are you doing today, sir? Clipper, it's an exciting time of the year. Just a lot going on as uh, 2024 is well under its way and uh, last college football game of this 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 year until i guess week zero our season started with a trip to ann arbor against the michigan wolverines and uh started with the loss to those wolverines and the college football season will end tonight with those same wolverines trying to win it all against the washington huskies yeah i'm expecting a good game in houston and uh, looking forward to uh, dialing in i honestly it's it, the way it's all setting up is it a double hardball year where uh the the wolverines and the ravens our champions when it's all said and done when football's done in february and is this uh jim harbaugh's last game as michigan head coach i think it is i think really? he's, i think he wins and he's out and goes on to the washington commander yes yeah. would you take him uh i would take him las vegas raiders where would you go if you were jim harbaugh if you had your pick yeah. to go anywhere, so the options now: of the openings, Atlanta's the open. Falcons, the Commanders, the Panthers. Panthers. I would say the Commanders is the most attractive of those, uh, mainly because of the second overall pick in the draft, and uh, you know you get to kind of choose your quarterback, choose your destiny. So I would think, I think the Commanders is a pretty—I can't believe I'm saying this—pretty 
uh, attractive right. position right now. I, I just think if, if Harbaugh, especially if he wins, that he, he, he's proven everything he needs to, to do at Michigan, and there's no need to stick around the college game. And uh, Well, are you it, saying this, too, because of the the cheating and all that stuff? Like, if none of that was going on, we no, wouldn't I, be talking about this, right? No, I don't think if he was if – he, if he coached all – Every game this year, I still think it's the same thing. I think he, I think he went. I mean, he had a rough patch a few years ago yeah. when he couldn't beat Ohio State. I mean, there was a lot. I mean, there was a lot of people that were down and out on Jim Harbaugh, and I think he's built this thing back up, and I think he could sustain it. But I, I mean, it's just it's hard to stay at a high level, and um, I, I just I just think you you win and 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 you punch your way out um, and go back to the. He's been to the NFL too. He's been to the Super Bowl. He lost to his brother. So I, I think. Winning a national championship and then winning a Super Bowl as a coach would be very attractive to Jim Harbaugh. So, uh, as far as the NFL openings go, Ron Rivera fired earlier today by Washington. Arthur Smith fired, was that last night or yes. today? Yeah. Uh, so, Arthur Smith gone. You mentioned the Raiders. Um, that was a cool video of Antonio Pierce, who I like because uh, he played for Washington, he was a linebacker. Uh, but after their win yesterday, he runs over to the black hole and they're chanting AP. I mean, I think there's a real chance that he gets that job. He stays there. Maybe. I mean, it's just you never know in the NFL. The coaching carousel in the NFL is going to be very interesting. The Panthers fired uh, their head coach, Frank Reich, a long time ago. They fired their GM today. So the Panthers making complete overhauls uh, there in Charlotte. They throwing some drinks today? Uh, yeah, I think that's how Tepper fires everyone. He just throws a drink in their face yeah. and they walk out of the building. Cost so, them 300 grand. Uh, Black Monday in the NFL with coaches being fired. The playoffs are set. We are your radio home for the NFL playoffs and the upcoming Super Bowl. What number are we on, Ellery? Uh, is it 57? I never know what I number we're on. I think we're, we're at 5'7. I think All it's right. number 57. Super Bowl 57 coming up and uh, we will be your in radio Las home Vegas. for that. Oh, is it? Yeah interesting and have you seen the conspiracy theory with the colors and everything no I'm that not. the super bowl logo the last two years has contained the color of the teams participating in the super bowl this year the colors are purple and red mm. which are the colors of the two top seeds in the nfc and the afc ravens and 49ers interesting. i, I, I kind of think the ravens are, are are in a good position to punch their way i'm, I'm not as confident about the 49ers i it wouldn't surprise me if uh, I know you don't want to hear it. The Cowboys sneak their way into. I think the Forty ers wouldn't be much sneaking. They're the two seed. Oh, I know, but I, I just think I think the Forty ers are going to. I don't think the cow. I don't think the Forty ers are going to host the NFC Championship game. I think the Cowboys are going to host it. So the Niners lose to who? The Eagles or mm-hmm. the yeah somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I, I like the Niners. I, I'm a I'm a Niners guy. That's so. just my gut. All right. Um, how about the uh, the Pirates over the weekend? Yep. Great win yesterday at home against Tulsa. I was telling you last week I was feeling a, a Pirate home win against Tulsa. A little surprised at the four-and-a-half number. I, I remember Chandler and I talking the other day. I said ECU would be a narrow favorite. He thought Tulsa would be a narrow favorite. Pirates were uh, four-and-a-half, five-point favorites, and sure enough, they win by five points Sunday in Minji's. Very exciting. 
a game, just how it plays out always in Menjis. Really, if you just went for the last like four minutes in Menjis, like, I mean, if you showed up and just went to the last four minutes of basketball in Menjis, most, I mean, it seems like that's been the most entertaining aspect of it. And, and the Pirates get, get a good home win. And uh, I think we've talked about it on this program. I mean, like, in order to, to have the record that you want to, and now obviously they didn't do what they needed to do in the non-conference, but they're going to have to win these home games. And, yeah. uh, and, and the Tulsa game was, was definitely one. But the big story, not only what was really after the game, Clip Rock, was when I was at my house. Okay. You know, with my parents, and we were talking about uh, pirate hoops. And uh, you still live with your parents? No, but they were at my house because, <laughs> oh, okay. they, because they went to the game with me. <laughs> okay. And we were saying, and, and and I had a uh, had someone out in my driveway start waving at me through my window, and I was like, oh, a stranger in the driveway? Yeah, or just I don't know. Yeah, I guess it was a stranger because yeah. I didn't know this person. And then uh, so I walked outside, and uh, did you get your gun? And no, I don't. Yeah, you know, no? just the gun show. You know, okay. that uh, the, the biceps here. But uh, I walked outside and very friendly gentleman uh, east carolina fan introduced himself was friends with my neighbor's son was in town for the east carolina basketball game is a huge pirate radio fan and uh is had, he in the chat right now is his name pike <laughs> yes is pike pike chime in but i it, saw pike at the game yesterday oh, you as you've well met pike before oh yeah he's come here he's uh, delivered goodies before and he's in the chat pretty much every day this is the first time i met him in person i've heard his name many times in the chat or whatever but he introduced himself uh, I, I met him and uh he gave us a delicious Fruitcake from Delicious, his family. you say. Did you try it? I have not tried I brought it here. I, I mean, how rude would that have been? He's like, I want, I want to give a gift to the Pirate Radio crew. I mean, so I can't just open that bad boy up and start start gnawing into it uh, at my house. So I brought it here. I presented it to everybody at the staff meeting, and I wanted Pike to know that it has made it safely to the Pirate Radio studio. It is still sealed, So, but this uh, this famous fruitcake is uh, by his family and has been featured in Southern Living, and I brought it back into the house, and my parents had heard of this. They're like, oh, yeah, this, wow. this stuff is awesome. Like we, My dad was like, why didn't we get one of those this year? So next year I have to, or I guess anytime, I guess they're available anytime. My dad is a big fan of this fruitcake. So uh, he said, now Pike said it's more of a nut cake than a fruitcake, but uh, the name of it is the Southern Supreme. And so Southern uh, Supreme old fashioned nutty fruitcake. Yes. Yeah, so, more nuts than fruit. Yes. So uh, it's, 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 it's very, very famous. So uh, we'll, we'll have to uh, partake here shortly in the break. What do All you right. think? Uh, I, I don't know if I. Are you a fruitcake? Uh, I'm not a fruitcake guy. You're getting kind of uh, you're kind of fading on me. Uh, Have you ever had fruitcake? I don't believe so. What makes you nervous about fruitcake? Uh, the, not his fruitcake, but just fruitcake. The look of it. Um, you don't like nuts? I like nuts, but it's uh, is it hard? It's uh, yeah, it's not it's, the most appealing thing to the eyes. What about like one of the green, red, or uh, gummies well, on top? I don't know. Are they gummies? They kind of feel like it. Yeah, I don't know. We're doing everything to this cake, but eating it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you you just gave it a hard hard hand hug. Right well, there. you called it delicious, so I'm gonna let you have the first bite, Ellery, right. um, of the Southern Supreme Old Fashioned Nutty Fruit Cake. So thanks to Pike. Thank you, Pike, for for making a visit to the uh, Ellerby House and dropping off the uh, Southern Supreme Nut Cake. I yeah. think we'll have to get the long snappers to try. Any of you guys want to take the first bite? Do y'all want to try it while we're on the air in here? Can y'all give us some, some feedback? We got... Uh, Chan, you can... Ch- you, Chan. Welcome into the show. 
is Chandler, is he talking today? I know he's got another long snapper in there. He's just kind of yeah. probably ignoring everybody else. Well, I, I have class going on. I'm I'm the professor today uh, doing video one-on-one with uh, Alex Harper. Um, but no, I'll I'll try it. I've never had fruitcake. Yeah. Uh, Pike know. says, give it a try. You will want one. Maybe it's one of those things where you don't know you like until you, you know. And I also, I mean, and I want to be honest with my review, but yeah. I also do not want to hurt people's feelings. Well, I mean, that, I understand that. I understand that. But, like, I think Pike would want us to, to be honest, right? Uh-huh. Uh, well, that's one thing you get when you come to this show, honesty. Yeah. If honesty. something stinks, we'll tell you. I mean, it is if the best policy. If something's great, we'll tell you. Chandler, this fruitcake is old-fashioned nutty fruitcake baked specially for you. All right. I'll give it a try. They baked it just Watch, for you. Come in here and get it. You and uh, you and Alex, y'all, y'all give it a, give it a try, and then come give us a review here in a few minutes. All right, there we, you go. So pirate basketball wins, pirate radio wins. Here, give him the uh, the one sheeter there. So they got uh, intern Alex. Please, uh, when you yeah, eat it, go eat back, it, you got to go back there and cut it. You know, get a knife and stuff, serve it. Bring it back. In eat here, it on there. the air, though. Eat it. We want you in here, uh, not in here, but or you can come in here. Who knows? All right, uh, yeah, good win yesterday, Brandon Johnson, the corner three for the win for East Carolina. R.J. Felton uh, seals it with a couple of free throws. We'll get to some Mike Schwartz, Brandon Johnson, Ezra Zar audio coming up in a moment. Uh, winning on the road is difficult. But that's exactly what Kim uh, McNeil's team did on Saturday as they knock off Memphis 64 to 63. Uh, so a good win for ECU women's basketball as well. They are 2 and 0 in the league now. Ellerby uh, had so much success in the American and uh, kind of set themselves up in a good spot. Got a first round bye in that tournament last year. USF lost, and that made their road to the NCAA tournament even easier. So keep on winning conference games. They're nine and four overall, two and zero in league play. Absolutely. So uh, who knows? I mean, maybe wouldn't that be something they could punch a ticket back to the NCAA tournament, back to back years, say for the first time ever. Oh, absolutely. For any they, basketball they, team. Oh, there's, at ECU. <laughs> that's uh, that's a really fair, obvious. <laughs> assessment there and, and and lo and behold we're, we're, we're two weeks away from ecu baseball media day and i know you're going to be talking baseball this week with uh with a couple of coaches yeah coach palumbo on tuesday jeff palumbo and then austin knight coming up on thursday so we will be talking some pirate baseball as we get you ready for that season brian bailey had a great edition of the brian bailey show talking to john david baker live from the coaches convention in nashville and uh jason nichols is there today we plan to hook up with uh jason nichols coming up again next monday but he's uh there uh, rubbing shoulders with some coaches talking to folks and uh that is a big thing going on right now in conjunction with the championship game yeah absolutely and uh of course uh john david baker it was a good interview his daughter was a part of the show for a little bit yeah i don't know i was asking bailey i was like was he at like the pool or was he in his hotel room I think he was in the hotel room yeah. he just uh it seemed like i don't know like she was bouncing from bed to bed giving a little screaming or something but uh it was entertaining but uh J, uh, jdb was real good on the bailey show all right um lrb thoughts on jdb and what ecu has done this offseason thus far i think east carolina has done a great job of changing the narrative of a two and ten season to to something to look forward to in 2024 so i i believe what mike houston has done of shaking up the staff 
And uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, John David Baker talking about all the assistance that he's kind of brought in with yeah. him. And uh, I mean, it's it's a real like the, the, there's been an offense overhaul. And uh, obviously, it's going to be in the results business when it comes around to August 31st at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium against Norfolk State. But uh, I would say right now, what East Carolina does, I think East Carolina right now, I think like, this time last year, I think we thought we had a starting quarterback in Mason Garcia. Mm-hmm. I think it was kind of clear. But I, I think right now, as we sit here, I think I think we're saying Kaden Hauser is the unofficial starting quarterback for East Carolina football, and that uh, there is kind of a new, you know, offensive philosophy mindset. There's some obviously new weapons that are coming into the receivers from South Carolina, Florida State, um, some other players that are in the mix, the Florida State offensive linemen. So there's some new players that are coming in the mix, and uh, you know, the defense didn't change. Blake Harrell's still here. So I think people should be excited about that, what yeah. he's done with this East Carolina defense. Damon Magazoo in, that's exciting for a lot of folks. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there there is this trending the right way. Um, and I think there's and, – and we look forward to having Coach Houston in studio here in, in another few weeks. So I, I think right now uh, I'm giving East Carolina, uh, you know, an A on uh, reestablishing itself in the offseason – of something to really look forward to with a lot of potential. Can we get uh, Alex on the mic for just for a second? Uh, so, uh, Pirate Radio new intern Alex Harper, uh, ECU long snapper, and Alex, we were talking to you before the show. Welcome in, by the way. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we were talking to you before the show, and we we're talking football. And you said yourself that you're excited, which almost kind of surprised you coming off the year that you guys had, but. Uh, just to, we were talking about the overhaul this team has seen on the offensive side, especially this offseason. But it, you said it's enough to get you excited. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Just coach, the things that Coach uh, John David Baker has done already in the recruiting and just how he addresses in the team meetings all gets me already excited for next year. Are you going to switch from long snapper to wide receiver or running <laughs> if back? If I had the physical talent to do so. Hey, you have all the talents you want. <laughs> do you want to switch to running back or wide receiver? Yes. I, all right. All right. It's, a, it's been well noted right here on the radio. <laughs> uh, but no, LB, we're talking about it kind of from an outsider standpoint. It's good to hear that the people on the inside feel the same way yeah. about the way this thing. I, I mean, I don't really feel why there's not some – why you wouldn't think there's not positive pirate vibes. I think you said that perfectly. All right. Uh, you guys ready? Uh, nut cake time? Yeah. Fruit cake or nut cake? It's a fruity it's nut, nut cake. It's the nut. No, it's fruit. a nutty fruit now, cake. Now, hold on. Are one of y'all going to try this? Can like one of y'all try this with us at least? Y'all are going first. Y'all are y'all. Where does? Hey, let me ask you a question. Where does the play begin? Where does the uh, a punt begin? With the snap. Who's got the ball in their hands first? <laughs> the long snapper. <laughs> so you guys get first crack at like, it. Like as a long snapper, do you do you ask the coaches like you want me to snap it to the punter? Are can you, we? Are can you just are you just go out there and do your job? All right. well, here's what I want you to do. We're going to snap the ball by eating this, and I want you to kick the ball about eighty yards. All, all right. right. When we take it in there, and well, you eat it. All right. Here we go. All right. All right. The Three, first taste. Two. One. Uh, there we go. Pike. Come on, Chandler. Get Pike, a bite. Pike is watching. Come on. Hey, that a, that's a go. man's bite right yeah, there. That's like Division One scholarship bite right there. Alex is making a face like it's okay. Chandler a little nervous. Uh, oh, that is not bad. It's not bad. All right, yeah, that, get in not, the mic. Not yeah. bad. That's not bad. Is it good? At first, the first kick, not good. But then as you're chewing and eating it, mm-hmm. 
it gets better the taste gets better i think i'm worried about the texture is the texture worry you a little bit do you like nuts i love nuts well do you you're going you're like this. this all right there we go all right let me try it then bring it to the punter mm. so and and we'll give a number uh scale as well um lrv i'll let you uh grab a piece as well it kind of are you cutting a new piece or are you just it kind of tastes that? granola granola and the texture that's a real very small granola piece clip. clip rock this is just a uh test this is not a meal are you hogging the knife over there i was gonna chop this bad boy up on this side supreme southern supreme nutty fruit cake this has been featured in southern living something you have not clip that is true i have been living in the south a long time now it's uh i don't get what they say like the first bite i think the first bite i do get that i was not enjoying my first bite then i got into the nuts and i started to enjoy it more yeah i think it's good i think it's delicious so you think it's good off the bat all the way till the end of it yeah no i think it's good the whole thing i'm gonna eat some more i'm a little worried about the texture but i like the nuts what is that walnuts i'm tasting i I have no idea Good, good walnut i think this this is absolutely outstanding if you got i'll, I'll take this home. i'll say this if you like fruitcake if fruitcake is your thing this is going to rise to the top of your charts i'll I'm put down. it that way i'm Do down you have to eat what's on top is that like what what is that gummy bear or like i'm a, gonna eat this because i'm very curious ellerby is all in on this ellerby he is the like, biggest fruitcake i've seen in a long time there could be a bug up there he's like hmm, oh i want to taste this must have taken the mirror down in your house he is going for it all right so uh pike thank you if not you not bad yeah if you would like to try, uh, if you would like us to try some of your unique foods, please uh, take them to Ellerby's house and, <laughs> and just wave your arms in his driveway, and he'll bring it in. We for really us. prefer you uh, <laughs> mail them to five twenty five Evans Street. Come by the studio. We Bo Bats always brings food. Bo Bo. I mean, how many uh, Christmas cakes did y'all eat? All five boxes. Yeah, a lot more than than I would say. I think we need to get the big dog in on the. Uh, on the fruit cake taste test there piece for you right there buddy yeah i think it's good enjoy Go it. like be it. honest shirley no what do you shirley, mean no shirley it's nope. not that bad why not because i have rules when it comes to food rules yes if it looks funny if it smells funny if i can't spell it or pronounce it i will not eat it you All cannot right. spell okay, fruit or cake that's sad no, i said she can spell it listen to me listen to what i said if it looks funny if it smells funny if I cannot spell it or if I cannot pronounce it, I don't eat it. So let's go through these real quick. Can you spell it? Yes. Can you pronounce it? Yes. Does it smell funny? I cannot from here. I don't cannot think it tell well, you it need to test funny. that. I, don't I think, think, it looks I think funny. what you're getting at is it looks funny. And yes. I agree. It's like a giant granola bar. That's exactly what I, I thought. But not with that tough texture, with no. a, a right, softer, so what, softer texture. Yeah. What was the thing on top? What, what was, it was that? like a mine was like a little cherry gummy sort of thing. It was delicious. Not shocking that Glenn went right for the gummy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> What'd you think, Big Dog? I liked of it. the nutty fruit cake. I, I enjoyed it. All right, I thought man. it was pleasant. Okay. Yeah. Pike, thank you, man. Thanks, Southern Pike. Living worthy, worthy, I would say. Absolutely. Uh, Joey, what's up, Joey? Joey. 
young yoey says in between breaks the chandler and alex snap balls together to get extra work in let's do that we could we need that we need to get that on video i think we got a football here yeah we do need to get that done uh mike p says those are uh jelly beans on top ellery they were certainly <laughs> not uh they're not, hey it's getting closer to jelly beans everybody season. knows jelly beans would not be around christmas time that's that's ridiculous i think they will come out right out like on february 15th is that the next thing after because uh, like right when christmas ended i noticed they took down the christmas tree cakes and went right to valentine's day cakes. yeah easter's i think in march this year so i mean look for oh jelly, yeah you might want to look for jelly beans probably around the 16th or 17th of february no doubt right yeah. around opening day of baseball nothing goes better with baseball than uh, day baseball sunflower <laughs> seeds and jelly beans <laughs> that's what you always <laughs> say all right um Anything else? you want to take a time out and hang? Or you yeah, I'll, I'll come back. I want right. to. Uh, we can tell everybody. Uh, John Gordon events going great. Uh, got Holt Naylor show coming up uh, on Thursday. A lot of cool things we can uh, discuss. Did you see? I, I came up with an idea to kill bowl season and move it to Labor Day weekend. I can explain that to you yeah i heard a little bit about that yeah i need you to tell me that one i'll explain that to you maybe have some more fruitcake in the break and uh, watch the fellows do some long snapping richard says southern supreme fruitcake is awesome i'll vouch for that all right we are southern supreme fruitcake fans here at pirate radio uh we'll take a break come back more with ellerby more with the chat gang when we return after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. You can stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken, the half club sandwich with chips, or everyone's favorite, the fried shrimp plate. After work, down on Main is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio. Join down on Main every Wednesday for half price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Down on Main Street, on Main Street, in historic downtown Washington. Now, Let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes, John, intern Alex, Big Doll, Ellerby to my left. Tyler says, great break management. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks for noticing. Uh, Jamie says, I wonder how many different kind of nuts Clip can name. Well, you got your, uh, your peanut, your walnut, your pecan, your pecan. Two different things. Uh, your cashew, your almond. Girls love almonds. Is there something called a fig? Nah, I don't know. I don't uh, think. Big Dog says uh, macadamia. Macadamia nuts. Well done. Hazelnuts. P- Hazelnuts. Pistachio. I'm getting a little help from the audience. Pistachio. Chocolate covered peanuts. Honey, <laughs> honey roasted peanuts. Oh, chestnut chestnuts roasting on an open fire mark alexander with that one thank you mark eric says something inappropriate so there you go <laughs> what about acorn is that a nut yeah yeah I, that's technically a nut yes more for uh the squirrels than than humans but yeah you didn't put a limit <laughs> exactly uh, uh, there's a uh, brazilian nuts 
the, the, the one the, the the big brown yeah. ones yeah. yeah okay all right there you go thank you uh for asking jamie all right ellerby what was um now i've always said that the games in the first week of september and now we've got these marquee games at neutral sites and these big home and homes way better than the bowl games because they matter but it sounds like you're you have a similar idea or an idea to even expand that here's a new plan here's a new plan scrap bowl season as we move forward with the 12 team playoff when the when college football when the army navy game is over then it's just the 12 team playoff at that point kind of like right now what is the nfl what is the nfl doing 12 team playoff or big is there more team 14 14 now 14 teams in the playoff right now that's the only nfl games anybody's worried about Cincinnati's not playing the Panthers in the, you know, Mobile Bowl. Correct? So Correct. Just, we're only worried about playoff games. So here's what you do. You you get the best 64 teams from the previous season. 64 See, teams. Doesn't that sound good? 64 teams. Is there a bracket? <clears throat> no. This because it's just... You, and, all right, I think I'm you still could, on board, you, but it's I love six, the bracket. Because it's not going to play out like the NCAA tournament because it's football. Okay. You, you can't play. Fine, fine, the, fine. the NCAA can play multiple games over multiple days. The, the college football can't do that. And these 60, you earn a spot into the preseason 64-team field, and you come up with whatever it's going to be. And those games are played Saturday, Sunday, Monday of Labor Day weekend, and that's how you kick off the college football season. And how you kick them off is these games are held and sponsored in the NFL cities of the 32 NFL teams. So what you get to say, well... Because there's no NFL games going on. There's no NFL games. NFL has done that Thursday Thursday, with uh, preseason football. So Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Monday. Monday. And so like New York and L.A., they, they share a stadium. So... You know, one game's on Saturday, and, the, and then you put the Monday night doubleheader with New York and L.A. that starts early on Labor Day Monday. And so you have you have entertainment of college football all Labor Day weekend, and there's no home football game. So no one has to worry about going to a home football game. You would travel. Could you imagine? What if East Carolina was opening the season because they were one of the 64 best teams after the 2024 season? They opened the 2025 season against Arkansas at Lambeau Field. So are you seeding them? I'm just curious. Yeah, I think Okay, that, all right. I, so I, I've got would, the games then. You would seed them based on how everyone kind of finished. Yeah, and, okay. And, and then uh, – and then you would match them up, and then and then maybe you do like a draft. Everybody loves a draft, right? The NFL yeah. draft is turned into what a week long celebration. Love so, draft. so it's a it's a made for TV event that you create a draft, and like the bowl games, you, you not only could you get them spot like you know Green Bay could this Packers could sponsor their bowl game at Lambeau Field or get the Cheesemakers of America. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs could get a sponsor. The Dallas Cowboys could get a sponsor for their game. And then you would do a draft and they would pick, you know, or maybe if it's already seated, then it doesn't matter. But you do a giant preseason bowl show that gets huge TV ratings, gets huge huge interest, and it's just an extra game. After those games are played, then you start the 12-game season. And so, uh, and then everybody plays twelve games. You're still playing twelve. So you're gonna play thirteen games. Yeah, absolutely. You don't lose a game for being one of the best sixty-four. Okay. And then uh, because then everybody can still get the same amount of home game revenue in, and then you play that, and then two teams play in the conference championship game, and then twelve teams make the college football playoff. It creates a ton because all, there's no opt-outs for the first game of the season. There's there's no coaching changes for the first game of the season. And and not only that, but 
college football fans get to go watch their favorite college football team play another college football team in an NFL stadium, which is a professional stadium. I think most of all the NFL, now you can make a case that a few of the NFL stadiums, like your commanders, is not up to standards that Jerry World or SoFi Stadium or some of these other ones. But And, and, and not only that, too, on top of all of this, the weather, for the most part, should be pretty good. There have been some hurricanes that have rolled through, you know, Labor Day weekend, but there's not going to be any cold weather, miserable weather factors from a cold standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think you spread them out over the 32 NFL cities and you play games. I mean, how exciting. East Carolina opened up at Arrowhead. East Carolina opens up at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. East Carolina plays in Tampa, Atlanta, you know, SoFi. Seattle. I don't know. I mean, I just think how cool would like the 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 college football teams playing in these NFL stadiums Labor Day weekend made for TV. This uh, what thirty two games. You spread them out over Saturday, Sunday, and then have two or three big matchups on Monday. Are you in? I'm all the way in. You've got some uh, some questions here. Jamie says I don't think you have enough good football teams that can compete and give good games in that model. So the way, what about the way it is now compared to this way? We're going to get way more good games this way. The, the, I think that's a dumb argument. The model, the, the 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 model of this with no opt outs and no coaching changes. I think you have a better buildup of that. Alabama's preparing for USC. I mean, it, it doesn't. I mean, it's the best sixty four teams. I mean, I think from the previous year, and uh, you you do the matchups, and I think. It's, it's 10 times better than the crappy bowl games that are right now. So Tyler says, so this is not a preseason. This counts on your record, right? Yeah, this, it, yeah. but it doesn't matter anymore because they're going to a 12-team playoff. So, like, if, it, I think... Tyler's worried about what if your quarterback gets hurt in a preseason college it's, football it's game. Not this a is a regular season game. This is the season opener. Yes. It's, I mean, that's... I mean, I think you would be more concerned about a bowl game that doesn't mean anything, that your quarterback gets hurt and then has... Eight to ten months of, I mean, what if your quarterback tore his ACL in, in, a, in a bowl game against Miami of Ohio in Mobile? You know, people injuries are part of the game. I just think, in, in losing a game like this, if East Carolina opened the season and played Kentucky or Arkansas, whoever played East Carolina, you know, anybody, Alabama, I don't know. And, and if East Carolina loses, it doesn't mean their season's over. If East Carolina upsets Alabama, what a great resume builder that is for them that could you know, carry them on. To, now, you still, I mean, for East Carolina to make the college football playoff, they're going to have to win the American. And But that would be a good non-conference resume builder. And look, what is this? Is something like, you want to talk about meaningless games? I mean, you, you get to the end of the year. I mean, you're still trying to play to be one of the best 64 teams. Mike P is worried about concerts, Ellery. These are NFL stadiums, meaning they're probably shows going on, especially on a Saturday. Is he a Swifty? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is that what he's worried about? Is Taylor Swift not going to be able to perform at his face? No. He's got to go see Lady Gaga in Atlanta. All the NFL team, at least half the NFL teams are going to be hosting the final Thursday night preseason game that night, that Thursday. So then the games would start Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So I, I just, I mean, I just think it's a better way to kick off the college football season. I mean, I mean, great games on Saturdays, and not it doesn't have to be. You don't know if they're going to be great or not. But they're, 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 Jamie, I don't get your argument at all. People were worried about getting good playoff games with four teams. Now you're adding how many more teams? This, this is, is not a playoff. This is a one game to kick off the season. He says watering down the product. This is making this is giving you better week one games instead of 
FBS versus FCS. And look, I don't, it, I don't understand your and, argument. And this is what TV networks should love. It creates programming for them to announce these games. It creates, you know, other shows that they can do all summer long, talking about let's break down the sixty-four, and you come up with some cool name for it. You know, sixty-four kickoff. You know, Labor Day weekend. You know, and then ESPN has live reporters at all thirty-two sites, and uh, I just you know, college game day. Maybe they go live Saturday, Sunday, and Monday from 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 these games. I just to me, it's it's much better. You condense versus you know, crappy bowl season from over two so are you taking away the bowl yeah absolutely i'm eliminating the bowl games i think because after at at that point you only focus on the 12 team playoff it was my point of just what the nfl is doing right now they're only focused on 14 teams two teams have a bye the other 12 are playing this weekend and that's the only thing they're worried about and it it makes because all these other games did not matter and you eliminate opt-outs coaching changes and everything else, your teams are, are, are ready to rock and roll. And so instead of having these few Chick-fil-A matchups in Atlanta, Dallas, or whatever, you've just created 32 games with the best – and how you earn it is being one of the best 64 teams from the previous year. Tyler said, with ECU on the outside, how would you get the 13th game? Do you do the same thing? Do you Whoever didn't make it schedules a game with one no, of those teams. No, no. You, you have to be – that's the only – you cannot get a 13th game. You, you have to be one of the 64. And if not, you still get to play 12 games. And if you win your conference, then you get to play the conference championship game, and then you could maybe be in the 12-team playoff. Okay, I would like to disagree with that. I think you still – you got to get a 13th game. Who? It, it, it defeats the purpose of – being able to play, you, you want to be one of the best 64 teams to, to earn the right to play on Labor Day weekend. If you're not, then you don't get to play. You get to start your season the next weekend. All right. Why, why, I mean, why, why would then you could just, I mean, then it just. Well, uh, is the committee going to look down on a team that didn't get to play on Labor Day weekend at the all at the end of things? Do better the next year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You win your conference. If you win your conference, you should be in the 12 team playoff. Um, Tyler says it seems like a way to keep 64 teams in the upper echelon. Yeah, I don't know. There's enough. I mean, Vanderbilt's probably not going to be making the 64 team bracket anytime soon. I mean, I think there's going to be plenty of room if if East Carolina can be one of like as as John Gilbert and Mike Houston and other people have talked about be one of the top third in the American and and th- then we should be able to have a chance to be in this 64 field. Mike P says why are we rewarding a team for what they did the previous year especially in college? Why not? Because it's, I mean, like that, that's how you do it. I mean, it just that, that's what happens with the top 25 polls. I mean, I think that's how you build us. You know, that's something that you can sell as as a, as a coach and a recruit. Hey, come play here. You know, you're going to be like the team did great last year. We're going to try to keep it going. And look, and if you there, will there be blowouts? Absolutely. Will there be mismatches? Yes. Will there be some upsets? Yes. I think y'all are overthinking it a little bit. All it does is make good week one matchups for us to watch. Right. Why would you reward a team that their coach gets hired away, their players opt out to play in a bowl game in December? It's the same question. At this point, you're you're at full strength with your coaching staff and your players headed into Labor Day weekend for an exhibition game. And that's just how that's how and, you, and look. And by playing, that's what you play for. You play, that's your new bowl game is Labor Day weekend. And you play for the right to, for your players and your program to experience a game at an NFL city and get, get 
treated like a pro. That, hey, look, do you remember that, like when we have the former players in here and they talk about their bowl games and other stuff? All that experiences and stuff is cool. But now it's like, hey, look, do you remember? And look, not only that, my, my plan here also gives the fans a great experience. It gives them an opportunity to go to an NFL stadium to go see their favorite. Like, hey, how many fans would ever want to go to Kansas City or to New York or, you know, like and, and watch East Carolina play? But th- not only that, but they could plan it out. It's not a one week or two week like turnaround during the holidays to book air, hotel and other places to go to some maybe sometimes I said crappy city in a crappier stadium. You get to go to an NFL stadium in NFL city on a holiday weekend where most people have time off to go and uh and and you, and you get to experience your favorite football team I, I just i think it's better i think it's could it use some some tweaks and massaging yes but is it better than uh than bowl season i think so i like it because again i i like watching good games and this would be this would i would certainly look forward to it if week one was like this and 64 teams i mean like i mean what if i mean what nc state's opening up with florida at uh Tampa Stadium, you know. Mike I mean, P like, says, "What about the seniors who were on that previous team that had a good well, year?" At some point, it's going to start, and the seniors are going to be the ones that are going to get left out. But they're going to be the ones that laid the foundation for the program to be one of the sixty-four yeah. teams, yeah. you know. And then you start a streak of this. These teams have been in the field of sixty-four for X number of years. It's, it just it is what it is, you know. And then, of course, with the portal and everything else now. Well, there's Clip Brock. He played with East Carolina last year in the in the Lambeau Bowl, but now he's with, you know, he transferred to Arkansas and he's playing in the Dallas Bowl this year. So, I mean, it, it is what it is, but I mean... Just... Tyler said, someone tell Holton he can't play in a game he helped get to. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a good point. Say that again? So now you're telling Holton Aylers that he can't that there's no bowl there's going to be one group of people that, that, that are gonna that, that are gonna you know take it on the chin and that's too bad uh, jamie says what makes it better games i don't see it you're well you're the coaches are full strength players that are at full, yeah. players are at full strength and uh i i don't i mean as i just said will there be blowouts yes you're will guaranteeing fps versus fps there's no fcs you know cakewalk matchups week one it's something fun to watch it, it, i'm the, on board the setting at, at at nfl stadiums professional stadiums it's it's nice as i said it's an experience for the coaches players and fans that they can all have a first class experience a lot of these let's let's be honest out of the 64 teams times 85 scholarship players how many of those guys are going to play in the nfl but 64 teams times 85 could go play in an NFL stadium. These, How many fans from these schools have gone to an NFL game? It gives a lot of people a chance to get a ticket or go walk into the Ravens stadium or any other stadium and experience the NFL stadium. These guys are really hung up on the the seniors getting left out. Yeah, one year, it's not, yeah, it's going to happen. If you're a senior <laughs> class, what about, I mean, these are the, these must have been the COVID kids that 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 had their senior year canceled in 2020. It happened. You can't make it up. I'm sorry. It is what it is. It, that's what happens with change. Alex asked the same question before y'all brought up the topic about, well, what about me? What about someone like me? This is my last year. Thank yeah. you for paving the way. Now, get out of here. Now, get on out, Alex. No, you get to go as a fan. Or you, when, you, you know, when you're on the NFL roster, then you go, go stand on Alumni the sidelines. Alumni get free tickets. <laughs> like, 
alumni. Every, what you mean, the people I, that played? I think football? the people who are worried about the seniors are sweating the small stuff so bad that is stupid. Well, other than the actual senior himself, you, you just got to say sorry to him, right? Here's no. some fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> you got fruitcake. What else do you want? Here's some fruitcake. God, you guys are so needy. <laughs> Uh, Russ says this will not make better games. All right, your idea is not flying over with everybody else. Not making better games. I, I'm I'm cool with it. I'm fine with it. Uh, well, time will tell. I think it will because the teams that are going to be playing in this, how many of the teams from the top 25 that finish the top 25 this year will be in the top 25 next year? Well, why can't we do a compromise and keep the bowl games and then you have the teams in there? I think that would make everybody happy. I just cut down, what are there, 80 teams that go to bowl games? I just cut it down to 64, so you cut some of the 16 crap out of it, and then, uh, because there's 32 NFL teams, and you just okay. you, you play. Okay, can we keep the bowl games? No, why? why? For the seniors! For Alex the Harper! Sen- that The seniors, after one year, will get to pl- if, if they're good <laughs> enough, they'll get to go to, uh, if they're a good freshman, sophomore, and junior, then they'll get to go to this 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 format. Mike P says, look, sometimes you have bad ideas. It's okay. <laughs> look, I'm not liked in the chat. I get it. It's okay. Um, Tyler said, Ellerby, thank you for making PRL where it is today. Everybody else gets an end of the year bonus but <laughs> thank you for getting us here <laughs> uh, you're just worried about one year i mean it's just it's, yeah. it's, it's changeover the bowl seasons are dead the rose bowl is dead that used to be the pac 10 in the in the big 12 or whatever or the big 10 in the pac 12 or whatever they're called and i mean all the traditions the pac 12 is dead as the bowl seasons have expired they've hit an expiration date they're no longer needed you need to hype up the 12 team playoff there's going to be 12 teams in that go week to week following those games and the build up and enjoy kick off the season bigger and make college football like wow Alabama is playing Wisconsin at the Minnesota Viking Stadium let's get hype about that you know let's get hype about East Carolina playing you know USC at the Arizona Cardinals Stadium why not all right I I like it uh some people don't like the change and I get it. You can resist change or you can be part of it. <laughs> it's coming, folks. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, what's more likely is... Uh, you can get better or get better. Uh, we're not even going to be in the upper echelon of college athletics in 10 years. At 2 and 10, we won't be won't be worried about... At 2 and 10, you'll have Labor Day weekend off, Clip Rock. At 10 and 2... You'll be oh, man. you'll you'll a full week one to just watch football. Right. Count me in. But at ten and two, if if Mike Houston and JBD or and the guys can a great flip, game and yeah. can flip the flip the script and they're playing at FedEx Field in Washington <laughs> oh, against that's exciting, huh? <laughs> at beautiful FedEx Field, right? All right, Ellery, thank you. Yeah, last few things. John Gordon event going well. If you want to get a table, we only have about uh, less than eight left, so give me a call here at the radio station or shoot me an email. That's going awesome, and uh, looking forward to the Holton Aylers podcast debuting on Thursday. It'll be on all our YouTube and social channels. Also, uh, it will be available on the radio. We will run it on the radio as well, and Holton will be here on Wednesday. I know Caden's coming up here at 5 o'clock later today, so a lot of exciting things going on at Pirate Radio. Fruitcake, new interns, fun times, and a new proposal. Get on board. Labor Day Bowl season. Johnny said, Mama says 32 bowls. (laughs) Papa says three days. (laughs) Hey, we can fix the song if we need to. Thank you, Johnny. 
all right let's take a break uh, we'll wrap up hour one after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Wrapping up our number one Jamie says question for you Clip you've mentioned your wife is from Jersey is she a sports fan if so do you have any arguments my wife and I go at it over Indiana versus UNC Uh, my wife doesn't care about sports but uh, she's South Jersey so it's like 40 minutes from Philly so if the Eagles beat Washington uh, if the Phillies knock the Braves out of the playoffs I don't think she's ever uttered a word about the 76ers or Flyers. Uh, But, yeah, I've heard some Eagles and Philly stuff just to troll. But she doesn't really care. She just likes when my team loses and uh, she can make fun of me. So it's not one of those situations. Uh, My daughter was fired up yesterday at Menji's Coliseum. We saw East Carolina take down Tulsa. Good win for the parts. Uh, Speaking of Philly, uh, ECU will be in Philly coming up Wednesday night against temple i don't think we've ever won there uh against the owls in they don't have damian dunn do they uh no he went to he transferred to where it's not houston yeah he's uh with houston now i mean that was more of a joke because he has been a pain in the pirate side and it hurts more because he is from eastern north carolina this doesn't matter at all but uh i do have a future on houston and they are the only undefeated team in college basketball nice I wish that was what the bet was, but it's uh, to cut down the nets at the end of the year. And by the way, speaking of Houston, they are now the number two team in the country uh, behind Purdue. FAU, how about FAU losing over the weekend to Charlotte by two points? FAU still getting uh, enough respect. They're number 24 in the AP poll. They are number 25 in the coaches poll great respect ton of respect um so fau still getting votes i saw sour still in the top 25 south carolina team that knocked off east carolina narrowly earlier this year getting a lot of votes in the ap and a few votes in the coaches poll uh talked about james madison with brian north on friday he is a happy duke grad uh they lost their first game of the year over the weekend and were booted from the top 25 polls memphis Memphis came back and won yesterday. They were down pretty big early to SMU. They are number 13 in both polls, sitting at 13 and 2. We'll see them a couple times later this year. Yeah, yeah, as a matter of fact, they hit a game winning three pointer with, I think it was like three point something seconds left in the game. So that was the difference in the game. We got SMU this week uh, coming to Menji's this weekend. Memphis been in a couple of uh, battles with. Uh, 
Tulsa before Tulsa came here and lost, and then against SMU. So uh, they're they're not playing, I guess, as dominant as we think they should. But uh, they're well, getting wins. I think it's great. Uh, these close games yeah. that we're going to see across the board in the American. Let me check over the weekend just to see uh, what transpired in the AAC. You had Charlotte winning by two. Hit a couple free throws at the end. North Texas. Oh wow, North Texas beat Tulane. 70 to 56 and utsa beat rice in overtime uh 89 82 and then on sunday pirates win memphis wins temple knocks off wichita state 68 61 uab beat south florida 75 71 all these games are close all these games are tight and the home team winning all these tight games mike uh mike houston mike schwartz even said yesterday after the pirates win he said from here on out he said he's trying to tell his team from here on out it's going to be like games that you saw against fau and tulsa where it's going to be 10 round fights and it's going to come down to a decision from here on out in conference play can you hit the big shot can you make the big play brandon johnson did did on sunday Uh, somebody pointed it out yesterday he did the same thing from the opposite side of the court the opposite corner of the court uh last year at tulsa he was able to do it again yesterday and uh lift the pirates to a win the tulsa killer brandon johnson let's take a time out we'll come back let's talk some nfl let's look at the playoffs we'll talk about the coach vacancies and more uh give some thoughts on week 18 as well pretty hilarious situation down in new orleans at the end of the falcons and saints game we'll talk about that and more when we return brian bailey joins us hour two as well back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. You can make a difference. Your your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 a year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Question from Jamie. I want to get Chandler's answer. This is... This is tough, Chandler, because you got neither of these. But maybe it's a good question because you could pick. Uh, would you rather make the playoffs and lose in the first round in the NFL or lose all season and get a top five pick? Now, you just lost all season and didn't get a top five pick. But um, would you rather be – who's going to lose? The Packers, likely. Um, the Steelers. Would you rather be one of those teams that's going to lose in the first round or get beat all year and get a top five pick? I'd rather get that top five pick than make it to the playoffs just to lose one game. <laughs> because then you're stuck in that weird spot in the first round of like, what, I, 19th, yeah. 20th pick. Yeah. Or uh, like Jamie's uh, Colts, who, and they're having neither. 
So if they would have won, they would have uh, won the division and got a home game. Instead, they're out of the playoffs and don't have a good draft pick. So in that case, yeah, you'd, you'd rather have the pick. I'd much rather make the playoffs. The NFL, it, it's, it can be the funnest thing ever when your teams win in and you're at tiebreakers or in your your cave watching games and then you get to talk about it you get to talk junk you get that play how much man how much will we be looking forward to a playoff game this weekend we'd be doing a watch party here at pirate radio for the panthers or the commanders i'll i'll get me in the playoffs what's the top five pick gonna do for me it's gonna get your team better for hopefully for the next year we get rg3 for one year he's good and that's it we get Chase Young, who's not even on the team anymore. We get Trent Williams, who's an all-pro for the 49ers. I'm just going over our top five picks. Champ Bailey, we traded him for Clinton Portis. That did turn out fun for a couple of seasons. But the way we've handled top five picks, screw it. Get me in the playoffs. And all I've seen is uh, first-round losses since 2005. I mean that the one in 2020 during COVID was pretty fun. That was it was fun. It was I, I, 2021. Yeah, we almost beat Tom Brady. Gave Tom Brady the toughest game that playoff season. Yep, and then he ends up going to hoist his seventh uh, trophy. So uh, yeah, uh, Washington has the number two overall pick. All the mocks I've seen have us adding our second North Carolina quarterback to the roster. Drake May. Yeah, at two. That's all the mocks I've seen so far. What's your take on that? My take if that, is... If that happens, what's your take? My take is I'd rather be playing uh, the Cowboys in the playoffs this year. On uh, on Sunday afternoon. That way you don't have to make that pick. And my team would be in the playoffs. And me and Brian Bailey would be talking junk. Now that would be a watch party. That's I mean, Would that, Brian Bailey ever do no, a watch party? I've asked him. He won't do it. For like a Commander's Cowboys? He won't do it. I don't blame him. But I want to make the freaking playoffs. I don't blame you. I do too. Who are you blaming? You don't blame Bailey. You don't blame me. There's someone to blame. (laughs) Some people say that there's a woman to blame. Yeah. All right, so you're taking the top five pick. Well, guess what? You get neither, and (laughs) and you'll like it. Uh, Any shock of your GM being fired? No, I actually... um, I saw it coming. I told a uh, buddy of mine who's trying to figure out if his head coach is going to get fired, and Mike Frabel, he's a Titans hmm. fan. Um, and I told him, I said, Scott Fitter will be fired tomorrow. And sure enough, one of the first things I saw this morning is that Scott Fitter got fired by uh, David Tepper and the who's Carolina the Panthers. Who's the ultimate fire. Yeah, Great fire. Look, and look, the revolving door has been there for head coaches, and now I'm afraid that the revolving door is going – there's going to be two revolving doors in Carolina, and that's one for head coaches and now one for GMs because Marty Hurley only lasted a couple of years under David Tepper and then just a few years under Scott Fitter, and he's gone. So who knows how long this new GM is going to last um, under David Tepper. But, yeah, he, he, he just adds to the fire list uh, as he makes the uh, decision to part ways with Scott Fitter this morning. What do you hire first, a GM or a coach? Oh, it doesn't gosh. matter. Um, does it matter? I mean, for Tepper, is he making all the choices here? Well, he has no choice to right now. 
I mean, there's no, there's nobody else to make any decisions. So I would well, say Scott Fitterer didn't hire Frank Reich, did he? No. So Tepper's making all the calls anyway. Right. I mean, now he was in the interview process and sat down. I'm sure at, in some meetings, but uh, I mean, the s- decisions come from David Tepper. And Tepper said, uh, "Scott, what do you think about Frank Reich?" And he started to talk, and he said, "That don't matter. I'm going to do what I want to do anyway." Yeah. So now here is two positions that are open for Carolina that I ask myself, do people want this position? Do people want to come and right. work under David Tepper? Not, not, I was worried about that with the head coaching job. I want to finally have a good GM that can make some good decisions. Marty Herney had his good decisions with Julius Peppers and some others, Cam Newton. But I want to get a GM in here. But now the question is, is does a guy want to come in here and take this GM job and work under a guy that really isn't going to let him make any decisions without the final say-so of David Tepper yeah. and have his hands on a lot of the situations going on in the franchise? Let's see if he goes the Snyder route and brings in a Vinny Serrato. It brings in a yes man. I could see that happen. Just bring in like a buddy or something to be the GM. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Y'all are in trouble, man. We are in, in we are in very deep trouble, and uh, you know a lot of the national programming that I'm listening to on on uh, on uh, CBS Sports Radio right here on Pirate Radio. Um, when they bring up the Carolina Panthers, they talk about the the potential long term failure that this franchise is going to face. You know, with Dave David Tepper as the owner, and it just it stinks to hear that from multiple national programming shows. Jim Rome and, you know, uh, Ryder Than You or whatever it is. I've been hearing a lot of Carolina You're Panthers. the only person referencing Ryder Than You. <laughs> um, Carolina Panthers uh, are being talked about right now, and it's not in a good way. Yeah, no positive talk coming from Charlotte. Uh, Chad says Vrabel isn't going anywhere. Jamie says if Belichick gets let go, Vrabel is on the plane to Foxborough. Really? think Kraft would go that route or they i don't know i think the patriots get a little funky and try something new i think vrabel stays with the belichick guy maybe then it's comfortable it's easy but you'd bring in a guy that just gets are you saying vrabel would leave tennessee to go to new england nah, i don't know I, I saw vrabel on a candidate list and like you know saying he might and belichick was on that same candidate list as well for washington speaking of candidates a guy that i've been wanting for as long as i've known that frank wright was going to be out the door especially when he was finally let go as the panther head coach uh ben johnson offensive coordinator for the detroit lions been very excited to potentially get him and uh, on top of the news of seeing that Scott Fitter, Fitterer had been fired from the Panthers, I also saw that this team has interviewed or requested to interview Ben Johnson, and that is no other than the Washington Commanders. Well, they have requested to interview everybody. They've requested to interview, um, well, this is a GM for the 49ers, Adam, uh, what's his name? Adam Peters. But I saw they have requested an interview with Raheem Morris, uh they have requested an interview with uh that was another coach as well so they uh they're they're getting everybody i don't know if this matters to you but what route do you want to go when it comes to head coach do you want to go more of the offensive route or do you want to go more of the de- defensive mounted right route defensive mounded mounded 
Describe that. Defensive minded. Oh, okay. Um, offensive guy. Jay Gruden wasn't a great head coach, but man, he could call some plays. We had the best screen game in the NFL, and I'll I, I want to go with the offensive guy with the good young quarterback and and go that route. I mean, they keep showing that damn graphic of McDaniel, Lafleur, Shanahan, all these guys that were on staff under Mike Shanahan yeah. with Washington. We need one of them young young dudes calling some plays. What are you doing? I'm just trying to figure out who our next head coach is going to be. <laughs> and, 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 do what, I, and do I really even care? What year does your next head coach get fired? Does he make it to 2027? 20, I, I, <laughs> here's no joke. He gets through a whole season next year. Loses probably... He probably goes 2-7, two 2-8 and seven, two and eight to start his second year and gets fired. <laughs> Yeah. So let's say 2026. Uh, Jamie says the commander should stick with enemy Why mess with that offensive success? Well, how successful? being looked at, uh, I believe, with Atlanta. Or let's see, we're in the middle of the league in uh, yards per game. Uh, yeah, we started pretty good offensively and and flamed out you towards had, the end of the you year. had the league's leading passer yeah for a while uh instead we have the league's leading interceptor intercept thrower sam Howe. um did start i saw a stat started uh every game first time a quarterback started every game for washington since kirk cousins do you want to hear this stat yes it's a stat to consider and hopefully forget about Shirley, if you will the stats to consider. Going back to the Carolina Panthers, here's a stat for you. Write this down. The Carolina Panthers, in the 17 games they played this year, never took an offensive snap with the lead in the fourth quarter. Never took – let me let me say this again. Never took an offensive snap leading the game in the most important quarter probably in the fourth quarter. Hmm. that's tough jeff that is tough oh by the way did i just hear somebody ask has that ever happened before in the nfl <laughs> no it hasn't until now are we calling them the worst team in nfl history could be oh my goodness and you and you have your Owen 16 cleveland browns you i mean you have you know the detroit lions of the past this carolina panthers team especially offensively could be not one of, but the worst in NFL history. Uh, Jack says, any chance uh, we bring in Steve Wilkes? Chandler would like that. I would love it. Does it happen? No. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Jamie says, Harbaugh to the Chargers is a big rumor that keeps growing. From who, Jamie? Is this your same Alex Flynn's going to start game one source? Um... Cass says, I wonder where Dan Quinn lands. Uh, he was on a candidate list I saw, which would be hilarious because when I first started watching Washington football week in, week out in the 90s, our head coach was Norv Turner, who was the Cowboys offensive coordinator. So we'll just bring in another Cowboys coordinator and start the whole 
trend over again jamie i did think about if we hired like because belichick's been talked about or if you bring in a dan quinn or uh uh who's the old dolphins coach flores like you bring in a defensive guy and keep the enemy but i i just i think it's gonna be a clean sweep i think everybody's gone i mean has that been announced by the way like eric the enemy i i don't know because i mean rivera is gone is B enemy is everybody out the door i mean usually that's the case yeah. usually when the head coach is gone usually the house is uh is clean which is why i said from the whole start of this thing B enemy to washington was crazy it, it, just, it didn't make a lot of sense to me because of the the chance of Ron because Rivera of rivera's seat going into the year kind of like the question we brought up about jdb exactly and coming here with a chance that mike houston could be fired why take the job but he took a he took a chance. We talked about nuts earlier in the show, right? Right. They got nuts. Yeah. Uh, Steve says new owner, most cap space, number two pick for the first time in a while. Washington is an attractive place. Yeah. I reckon. Chad says the Titans are going to get back the band back together and bring back Arthur Smith. Did you see Arthur Smith lose it yesterday at the end of the Saints-Falcons game? Did you see who's kind of in the middle of this uh, situation? Our guy. <laughs> our a, guy a guy that we love so much. Uh, Goober, you could call him. A goofball. Just a unintentionally funny dude. Jameis Winston. unintentionally funny guy ever, Jameis Winston. But No, but Arthur Smith. And that, the way he reacted, of course, I mean, when you're in victory, victory formation and you score a touchdown – with literally a minute to go in the game, probably going to get mad, but it's going to fuel your fire when you know you're about to be fired as the head coach. And he knew that he was going to have to face the media and answer questions about what happened. So if you didn't see it, the Saints score a touchdown late when they could have taken a knee. Which they looked like they were in the victory formation. Um, It turns out that Jameis and the team wanted to get Jamal Williams the touchdown. Dennis Allen called for the victory for, for the kneel. They run the play. They get the touchdown. And after the game, Dennis Allen apologizes to Arthur Smith, says that the players did this and it was not his call. I'm going to ask quarterback Caden uh, Norman about this. I, I want to ask uh, Alex about it too. It's different in college, but uh, than the NFL. But uh, Alex, has the thought ever entered your mind of a coach calling a play and you going rogue and the team doing something else? And if so, what would happen if you decided to do that? I would never take a snap in college again. Yeah. So, no, it hasn't. <laughs> I'm, again, I need to talk to, to professional guys about this because part of it is, hey, we wanted this for our guy, and, and you can get behind that. But to completely – go against the coach and then i want to ask coaches how do you handle it would you have thrown the team under the bus or would you have just ate it and said my mistake uh the the signals got crossed i I thought we were taking a knee but uh they ran a play and that's on me like what did you think about dennis allen coming out and being completely honest about it and kind of throwing his team under the bus I mean, transparency is always good, (laughs) but I mean, it's a line that you got to walk closely because you can 
sometimes maybe lose a locker room that way if you're throwing your team under the bus but i've seen people saying if they're gonna run a play that the coach didn't call he's already lost the locker room so that and maybe it's too far gone but what a what an odd situation and i guess dennis allen's gonna be back next year like so i saw shannon sharp say today he would uh take Jameis off the team immediately now let me ask this question Uh, and i'm just barring i I know that at one point when i flipped over uh to the uh saints falcon game the saints were up by a considerable margin so when this touchdown took place obviously it was at the end of the game they were up a considerable amount of points correct big time yeah okay so at that point if and this is just me i mean this is just my humble opinion if i was the coach and i see that you know they went against my call but they were giving that guy a touchdown okay i i I can see why they wanted to do that Uh, flipping out is not gonna change the fact i mean you're getting the win now if this was a situation where the game was much closer and that the risk of trying to get a touchdown for a player could result in a fumble that could end if your it was game. A one score game, yes. you could have kneeled. Instead, you run a play. Yeah, now, Williams as a coach, I would have flipped out. I, yeah. As a coach, I would have flipped out. But if, you, if, if the game is in hand, let the kid have a touchdown. I mean, this it's not the – I mean, seriously, it's not the end of the world. Uh, Jack said Houston got mad at Luke Fickle. I'm not even really talking about the the score here. I'm just talking about the aftermath of it all and what Dennis Allen should have said. Did he say the right thing? I don't know. Chad says there are some quarterbacks who have to go ahead to call audibles, but Jameis doesn't have that ability. He says guys like Dax, Mahomes, Allen, or Tana Trill. He just wanted to get a Ryan Tannehill. Of course. If anybody should be able to call audibles, it's Jameis Winston because it's only going to make the outcome funnier. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to bring this. T- I'll bring it up with Coach Mack tomorrow. It's a different sport, but he was a head basketball coach for decades. And what he would do if, because we see it in basketball, dribble out the clock, right? What if they wanted a guy to the teammates were like, "Look, alley oop! This guy hasn't scored all year. We want to get him a bucket." Let's get him a bucket. I could see I, that's probably happened in basketball. Before. And that's what I'm saying. That's camaraderie. That's team camaraderie. As a coach, you'd want to see that, I would think. Now, picking that situation, I mean, picking that moment maybe is not ideal, but you can't fault them for not wanting to do it. Mike P said if you're over 10 years old and get mad about the score getting run up on, you're a bozo. There's that. I, I don't. I don't really care that much about it. I mean, if you're going to do it, then there could be repercussions. But uh, Mike P. said, look, guys, Jameis was going for style points for the Labor Day game next year. <laughs> Get over it, Mike P. Move on. We're not talking about that anymore. But what if he gets cut? He's not going to be able to play in it. <laughs> what about uh, Derrick Henry? He's not going to be a Titan next year. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Brian Bailey will join us. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? We'll uh, look at the playoffs. We'll talk Pirate Hoops and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live. Championship Monday. Michigan, Washington. Who you got? More to go. PRL. Back with you after this. I'm still, I'm still for no black. Used to have a little, now I have a lot. 
to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Do we have BB? All right, let's get BB. Uh, Chandler, I saw Arthur Smith uh, was talking about, no, uh, Arthur Blank was talking about the firing of Arthur Smith. And he said, uh, our record against losing teams this year was abysmal, quite honestly. We lost a lot of games we probably shouldn't have lost. Do you know one he's referring to? Did the Panthers beat the Falcons? No. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> hey, they beat the Panthers. That's good. Uh, Arthur Smith out. Boy, you're in a division with some uh, shaky head coaches. I guess that would explain the bad football Yeah. in the NFC South. Do you think the Bucks have a chance against the Eagles? No. Brian Bailey and I disagree, I think. Let's bring on Brian Bailey. But Bailey, you give the Bucks a chance against Philly? Most certainly. I give anybody a chance right now the way they're playing. The- what a collapse. Yeah. I mean, Dallas did their part by winning games. That they, but I remember having conversations with you like a month ago, and you were saying, hey, even if we play our best, we're going to need some help. And, man, you got that help from Philadelphia. Who would have thought that when we talked back in November that Dallas could lose to Buffalo, lose to Miami, and still come away with the number two seed in the NFC East title, but they did. Haven't even talked about Shirley Rhodes' Dolphins. Uh, The Dolphins in the year, one of the most fun teams to watch, but one of the, uh, the fakest teams of recent memory. They've beaten one good football team, and that was your Cowboys on, uh, what was that, Christmas Eve. And that was the the one good team they've beaten this year. So, uh, yeah, ba- back to the, the NFC side of things. Uh, what do you think about the matchup with the Packers, Bailey? Well, I think it's one of those matchups that, you know, if everything goes right for Green Bay and everything goes wrong for Dallas, obviously Green Bay can win the game. They're very talented, very young, but uh, they're 9-8 and eight for a reason. So Dallas is favored by 7-7.5, seven, seven and a half and uh, and they play. Dallas plays very well at home, but I think it's one of those situations where it's put up or shut up time for those Cowboys. And I'm telling you, they got to put up. I think we saw foreshadowing of what's going to happen. How Dallas is going to lose in the playoffs. Uh, your kicker was perfect all year, and then uh oh, what, what happened, Bailey? Yeah, well, it happens, but yeah. That'd be all right. You're, are you? You're already. I, I don't know. I, I can't tell, Bailey. You're, sometimes you're super confident. Sometimes you're uh, you're thinking the worst. How you feel about Dallas entering these playoffs? Well, I've done pretty well thinking the worst lately. <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody was thinking, that, hey, the Commanders don't have a chance. Don't have a chance. And I kept saying, hey, you know, they have a great chance. Even though I hadn't didn't realize going in, they had lost seven in a row. 
but they, uh, you know, they didn't they didn't play very well in the second half. Dallas, if Dallas runs the football, they'll beat Green Bay and they'll beat whoever they play the next round. But if they don't run the football, that's when they run, run into some problems. So there is a road team in the AFC you like this weekend. We'll talk about that in a moment. What road team uh, do you like the most uh, in the NFC side? Green Bay at Dallas, the Rams at the Lions, or Eagles at Bucks? I guess if you're saying which one has the best chance to win, I would guess it would have to still be the Eagles because I, I think that they, they've got to figure out what's going on. But I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa Bay does win that game. Uh, same Tampa Bay team that scored nine big points against those powerful Panthers over the weekend. Uh, and the Rams and Lions, I think it's going to be a great game. I just wish it wasn't on Sunday night at 8-15. I wish they'd have played that one first on Sunday, but I uh, can't do anything with the schedule. I, I like that one. Yeah, that that's, uh, should be a shootout coming up. And how about the folks in Detroit, Bailey? First ever home game at Ford Field there. That's gonna be, uh, they're going to be jacked up for that. It will be, man. There's so many storylines with the Rams and the Lions, and so that, that'll be good. AFC side of things, Baltimore gets the bye. The two-seed is Buffalo, since they knocked off Miami last night. Uh, they will take on the Steelers. And Mike Tomlin might be the best, worst head coach in NFL history. Uh, he has gone every year uh, above or at 500. Gets his team in the playoffs again with really no quarterback to speak of. Um, but, man, uh, got his team back in position. Buffalo should be able to take care of them pretty easily. Dolphins at Kansas City is a great game coming up Saturday night. And then uh, the one you think uh, where the road team wins, Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns. You got them going to Houston and uh, winning? I do. I think Cleveland will, will take the Texans. Texans and uh, if you want to watch the Dolphins and Chiefs, you better get your peacock ready. I, mean, I was just on there trying to figure out if I have Peacock or not when you called. So. My Peacock's always ready. I've got it ready to go, Bailey. <laughs> you got it ready to go, do you? Uh, it ain't a lot. People have uh, people bought it for ECU Michigan. Some folks probably still got it, and they don't even know it. And if you don't, uh, what'd you say, Bailey? Throw a few bucks and watch a game. And uh, There's some other stuff you can watch up there. I'm sure there's got to be something, so yeah. <laughs> one, more, one more $5 a month deal to sign up for man they add up i had to cut a few oh yeah oh i, I need to cut a few yeah i was like man that, these things uh they get you for a reasonable price but when you have 10 of them it ain't so reasonable anymore that's right yeah exactly uh david tepper making another firing today uh fires the gm uh, they i've heard a lot of snyder and tepper comparisons bailey i'm like hey y'all got a y'all got decades to go before he gets into snyder territory but i tell you what throwing a drink and firing and uh hiring and firing uh he has pretty much supplanted himself as the worst owner in the nfl and it's not a coincidence they have the worst franchise and the worst team in the nfl right now yeah that's a that's a mess and that really is i mean you know, whatever happened with with the Bryce Young situation, and you know how you made that decision, and what you had to give up, and and that's going to cost them, you know, four, five, six years at least. I would think. I mean, that's it's just a it's just a mess, and I don't know who, I don't know who in their right mind would want to take that job. I was surprised when Frank Reich took the job, and he didn't keep it, but for eleven games. Mm. Yeah, they are uh, interested to see where they go now uh, with their opening. And uh, it's 
crazy to say uh bailey but and it's not just me saying it you know how i look at my washington franchise but whoever get, gets in there is is going to a pretty good spot in terms of the number two overall pick cap space uh it's a pretty decent situation i think for a head coach especially compared to the other openings right now i think so too i, I think that that's that's got a lot of positive sport uh, the new ownership group and then they, they want to win they're, and they're dedicated to winning, and I think that you know Ron Rivera. Obviously, I I really thought he would do wonders in Washington, but he didn't. But uh, hopefully, he can rebound somewhere if he wants to. He may just go ahead and retire. Uh, real quick, I thought I was right. Joey was at the game where the Panthers beat the Falcons. Who's the Panthers fan here? Me or you, Chandler? <laughs> I heard him off the mic. <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to be one at all. You can be one if you want. <laughs> all right. So I, I was correct. The Panthers did beat the Falcons this year. Yeah. One of their. How do you not remember one of their two wins? They only had two. <laughs> I don't know if I watched that game that day. <laughs> oh boy, Bailey. How about them Pirates? We've been talking about close losses for way too long now. Pirates get a big play at the end of the game. Not how they drew it up, but Brandon Johnson hits the three from the corner. East Carolina knocks off Tulsa. Needed that one on uh, Sunday. I, I swear it's one of those situations where you have to you know, go through. When we talked to the coach uh, uh, Schwartz about it last week, it, you have to go through some growing pain sometimes to get to that point. And, you know, the whole time I'm watching the game, I'm thinking, here we go again. You know, it's a close game. And a lot of these games in the American are going to go down like that. And especially, you know, for teams like East Carolina. But for them to come through in the clutch like they did, that's a big win for them. And, uh, you know, you just you, you got to figure out a way to battle people on the road and get in that same situation on the road and try to pull one out, you know, when you're away from Williams Arena. But that was, that was a big one to get early on in the American uh, there were four games Sunday in the AAC, four close games and four close games that the home team won. So I think you're going to see that a lot, Bailey, uh, in these AAC matchups. And uh, good for Kim McNeil. They did go on the road. That's something they did last year, Bailey, to to get that first round by in the AAC tournament. They took care of home court, but they also won on the road. Good to see them continue that trend with a two-point win over Memphis. Now nine late, which was a kind of a surprise to me, and they battled back and uh, – they got the clutch shot, Danae McNeil making that clutch runner, and she hits that shot, and then the defense comes through at the end of the game. But uh, And they that's a, that group of young ladies has learned how to win, and they're they're deep. They've got two key players out with injuries, and they're still you know playing some good basketball. Bailey uh, had John David Baker on a show earlier on the Brian Bailey Show. What's your take on uh, JDB, the new offensive coordinator here? I tell you what, I was more interested in what his daughter had to say during the thing because she was screaming in the background. It was hilarious. She's very enthusiastic, but he was he was really good. I mean, you can almost tell that he's one of those young uh, coaches that that have a, a lot of ideas and a lot of you know he's been he's young, but he's got so much great experience with great coaches that he's worked with, and I think that that he, he's got a really good plan, and I'm, I'm looking forward. I really, I've said it a couple of times already, but, you know, a lot of times spring football is just, you know, get out there, go through some things. You know, you know who your starters are going to be, but this is going to be a different spring. We're going to see some new players out there. We're going to, you know, see, see you know, a different, uh, different offense and, and what to look for, and I'm really looking forward to, to watching spring practice and getting out there when I can and uh, the spring football game and then taking those couple of months or 
several months, I guess, break until we get back together in August. But uh, I think it's I think it's going to be you know the, the thing that I keep you know talking about is that that you know Coach Houston has said it and he said it. You know, this is not a two or three year plan. I mean, we're going to see results immediately, and and I think everybody knows there's a lot of pressure in that. But I think we're going to see some. Brian Bailey joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. If you missed the Brian Bailey Show, you can get it wherever you get your podcast. Check it out right now on YouTube on Pirate Radio TV. He talked to the new offensive coordinator of the Pirates, John David Baker, with an appearance from his uh, screaming daughter in the background. It was good stuff. <laughs> Bailey, appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, what's coming up this week on WNCT Sports? Well, we had a lot of high school stuff scheduled for tomorrow. But oh, yeah. But it looks like it's canceling a lot of the games uh, as far as that goes. But uh, Wednesday will be a big night of East Carolina hoops. Uh, women at home, men on the road at Temple. And then uh, go through the rest of the week. Big game tonight, obviously, Michigan and Washington for the national championship. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to take the Wolverines to win it. And I've picked against Washington for about two months now and they've proven me wrong so maybe i'll be wrong again and i would not mind that at all uh we got intern alex aka alex harper ecu long snapper uh here at bailey he said he wants michigan to win so he could say the old hey we uh we got beat by the best the national champion so there is that factor that michigan played ecu earlier this year uh how you think it's going to turn out I picked Michigan as well, but uh, don't sleep on Washington. I think wasn't Washington a thirteen and a half point underdog to Oregon in the in the Pac twelve championship game, or they were big underdogs? I think. Yeah, yeah, I remember it being high. Yeah, they had beat Oregon earlier in the year, and everybody, myself included, said, "All right, the Ducks are going to get them this time." And uh, Michael Penix and that crew, uh, they they are fun to watch on offense, and and that's why I like this championship tonight. Michigan's uh, sturdy defense against Washington's high flying offense. And, you know, Washington's, uh, a lot of people have talked about their defense not in a great light. Well, Michigan's not that explosive. Can Michigan kind of grind on them, or is this a good matchup for Washington's defense? So I, I love the matchup. I, mean, I do too. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch the national championship on the line. I agree. You know, going to Michigan for me personally was a big thrill to, to walk around the stadium, the big house, and go through the tunnel and everything. So I thought that was pretty cool, too. So, yeah, I kind of like to see Michigan win just to say the same thing. BB, thanks for joining us, man. Have a good week, and we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Take care. All right, there is Brian Bailey joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Brad says David Tepper has fired more people than Vincent Kennedy McMahon. They are fired. Brad, good to see you yesterday in your Washington Redskins gear. You're a sad, sad man, but hey, I can relate. Better days ahead is what they tell me. I don't know. It was just another wasted year of watching football for me. And I've had a lot of wasted years watching Washington football. With the promise of better days, with uh, things are going to change, the culture is damn good, new head coach. I was looking at the coaches earlier in the Daniel Snyder era. Let's see if I can go off the top of my head. Norv Turner was there. He got fired. They brought in Marty Schottenheimer for one year. They start 0-5. They get to 5-5. They end 8-8. He gets fired. They bring in the old ball sack, Steve Spurrier. He's gone after a couple years. They then roll poor Joe Gibbs out of the grave and say, Joe, we can't find a coach. You're the only coach that can do it. He takes them to two playoffs 
as a 95-year-old man. Playoffs? God, let Joe Gibbs go in peace. They got to bring him back. He wins some games for the team. Puts him in a good spot. Says, all right, I've laid the foundation. Here we go. I'm stepping away. So they have a coaching search. And they hire Jim Zorn to be the offensive coordinator before they hire a head coach. And they can't find a head coach. So he says, you know what? We'll just make you the head coach. <coughs> Jim Zorn starts like 7-2. and two, And he's in the locker room doing hip-hip hooray. You can Google that up. And then it's a complete disaster the second half of the year. He's there for two years. He's done. I believe that brings us to old rat face Shanahan once again bringing an old coach off the pasture. We got sexy Rexy Grossman as our quarterback. We're basically tanking, and we're tanking to get RG3, Robert Griffin the third, 2012 NFL Rookie of the Year. Washington wins the NFC East. They're singing Hell to the Redskins on a Sunday night on NBC after beating the Cowboys and clinching their way to the playoffs. Alfred Morris runs it in for a touchdown, does the celebration. The whole crowd is singing. NBC, stay, instead of going to break, they stay in the stadium, and the whole crowd singing Hell to the Redskins. I'm crying in Professor O'Cool's. RG3 plays a game of Twister on the field and his leg falls off and he's gone. Shanahan out. Does that bring us to Jay Gruden? I think that brings us to Jay Gruden and the Kirk Cousins era. We make the playoffs. Lost to the Packers. Stupid Deshaun Jackson. Catches a pass over the middle. There's nobody around him, but for some reason he slows up and goes out at the one. Didn't score the touchdown. Could have used that. Jay Gruden. Hey, I smoke cigarettes, but he's got pictures of him like leaning on the side of a building smoking cigarettes, smoking Jay. That didn't work out. Um... Rivera. Did I forget anybody? I think that was it. I think that was the list of coaches. Who did I leave out? I'm pretty sure that was it. All right. So here we are now. Who's our next guy? Who else will I waste Sunday's rooting for? We shall see. Fun trip down memory lane. I should go over the quarterbacks in that era. I thought you were going to, at one point, I thought you were doing going to do the, uh, what's, who's the guy, the politician that said, ah! That would be Howard Dean. I, you got excited there. I thought you were going to do that. But uh, that was pretty good memory there. Um, pretty bad memories. Yeah. Man, Brad Johnson was awesome in 99. That was good memories of bad memories. And then 2000. And what, 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 that was a disaster. Are they just bringing all these old guys? We got Jeff George playing quarterback. 
Then you go to the Spurrier years. You got Ramsey and you got his Florida flunkies with Shane Matthews and Danny Warfel. Are you kidding me? <laughs> go back to Ramsey. And then they bring in old man Mark Brunel. We had a 95-year-old coach and a 75-year-old quarterback. And guess what? We made the playoffs. Y'all won games. Now they drafted Jason Campbell. He had eight different coordinators in eight different years. I like Jason Campbell. Took him forever to wind up and throw a football. But he was failed from the start. Todd Collins played in a playoff game for us in Seattle. Take us to break, Shirley. Todd Collins. And we had Grossman. John Beck was in there. I paid money to go see a game with John Beck starting at quarterback. Roy Halou had like 14 catches as a running back because he couldn't throw the ball past seven yards. Got killed by the 49ers. Man, what a franchise. And you know what, Chandler? I'm 42 years old. You're 20-something. 25. 17 years from now, you're going to have your own crappy show, and you're going to be doing exactly this. You're going to be going over all the coaches, all the quarterbacks in the David Tepper era. And it's literally going to start with Cam Newton because that's when I got started. Talk about his MVP season, going to the Super Bowl. And then that's when the downfall starts. Yeah, that was the high. Everything else is a low. Chad says, who is the quarterback that concussed himself headbutting a wall? That was Gus Farratt. Sunday night football against the Giants. And guess what? We tied that game. Because my favorite player, Michael Westbrook, caught a pass. Foot was out of bounds. He thought he had two feet in. Caught it incomplete instead of being like, man, I, that was close. But hey, we're still going to get a field goal win this game. He took his helmet off and slammed it on the turf and got a 15-yard penalty. Idiot. That is in the, that happened in the same game. Idiot quarterback, idiot receiver. And guess who the biggest idiot was? A young Clip Rock watching that game, thinking this team would do something. That was 1997. It's 2024. Still the same old crap. Man. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, we got to go quick seg here because I started talking about Washington past coaches and got a little carried away. Uh, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. It is championship night, so nothing going on uh, college basketball wise. You do have some NBA, including the dreadful Charlotte Hornets hosting the Bulls. Hornets uh, still looking at eight wins on the year, eight and 25. 
uh they are pitiful hosting chicago tonight hurricanes uh off tonight you got national championship 7 30 it says i saw an itinerary floating around twitter i don't know if it was true or not but it said 7 45 kickoff so we shall see i know it won't be 7 30 even though that's what it says uh between washington and michigan um Caden norman gonna join us in hour number three he'll be a part of the whole naylor show premiering on thursday Caden, how you doing man pretty good got me after work today so excited to be here good deal good deal and uh got a lot to talk with you about we get your thoughts on the championship tonight uh want to get your take on the new orleans atlanta situation and how the team should have handled it, how Dennis Allen should have handled it after the fact, <laughs> and your thoughts on running up the score. So uh, I want to get your take on that. We'll talk uh, some NFL playoffs as well, which folks can hear this weekend on Pirate Radio. So let's take a break. We'll come back. Caden Norman here for Hour 3 on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take your uh, questions and comments as well on YouTube and Facebook. Tyler said the signal caller is in the house. Yes, he is. Uh, Kenny Curling's the Cowboys fan said, dang, Clip, I started feeling bad for you. Then I snapped out of it and thought, what a beautiful recap of your team. And you know what, Kenny? I respect that. I don't feel bad for the Cowboys when they suck. You shouldn't feel bad for me. And that's what a good rivalry should be. Take a break. Come back. Talk to the signal caller after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville and online at carolinacalibercompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, Chon. Intern Alex, Alex Harper, hanging out all three hours, getting it in. Okay, Chandler uh, helping him along on this uh, maiden voyage for him, and we welcome in Caden Norman, former East Carolina quarterback, going to be a part of the Holden Naylor show, debuting on Thursday on Pirate Radio TV. We'll air it on the uh, airwaves as well, and uh, looking forward to that, Caden. And uh, you guys fired up, ready to go? Yeah, we've done a lot of practice episodes just to, you know, get the rhythm, get the feeling. And we're excited. You know, we have a good rhythm. We have a good flow. We have a, you know, uh, flow of the show. We want to go to some top segments. So we're really excited. We think we have a good format going. Um, you know, we have a good flow with each other. So I'm excited. I sat in on uh, one of those the mock runs and I was very impressed with all you guys. And, and not to like typecast you all, but I was trying, I was, you, you're very cerebral um when it comes to first of all you do your research 
Uh, that was apparent when we started talking when y'all were talking about ECU's next offensive coordinator. Uh, but I do like your your takes. You're very knowledgeable. And uh, I think you're going to bring a lot to the show. I think people will enjoy hearing from you. So. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I just set you up. Now you got to deliver. You set me up for failure now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, if you are following along, Caden uh, joined us on the show and told you before the college football playoffs started that Washington would be winning it all. And here they go with their opportunity and same old song and dance for the Huskies. Once again, underdogs going into tonight's game, which is how you like it, right? I love it that way. I've taken uh, Washington underdogs three, three, three straight games. I had them against Oregon, Pac-12. Had them against uh, Texas as underdog and then Michigan tonight. So I'm excited about them. I think they're overlooked. Uh, big call out here. You know why I think they've been overlooked is – you know, they're in the Pacific Northwest. You know, a lot of football watchers, sure. you know, they're on the East Coast, Central Time Zone. You know, you have your big games out in the Pacific. But, um, you know, they're not followed as much by your average day sports watchers, your average day, you know, sports bettors. Uh, you know, so I think they've been overlooked a lot by the books. I think they've been overlooked a lot by also just, you know, your ordinary football fans. One of the reasons I'm really going to miss the Pac-12 and hopefully – They'll still do some like Big Ten after dark and put some games out there, but you know we host the uh, the post game show, the fifth quarter call in show after ECU games on Saturday. So sometimes the only games I'm able to watch start to finish were those late night games, which is why my favorite team this year in college football was Arizona because I got to watch them so much and uh, see them upset teams and really enjoyed it. So I I did watch a lot of Pac-12 football. It was a good year to watch it because. Uh, it was a really good league, and I think that's kind of shown up here too late in the year. Washington able to win these games because they've been tested so much this year. Yeah, they've been tested a lot. They've been tested by USC. They've been tested by Arizona, Oregon, Oregon State, Oregon twice. Um, and the Pac-12 was strong this year. For its last year, that was a way to go out. So I'm hoping, like you said, there's a Big Ten after dark. Yeah. Maybe a little ACC after dark, too. Uh, so I'm going to miss the Pac-12 after dark. There's always fun things. Uh, going on and i love staying up late watching the pac-12 um but yeah i'm excited for it uh jamie says clip are you driving to virginia for this game tonight that is our code for uh placing a bet on a game we have to drive across state lines to put in the the bet uh if i were jamie i would um keep throwing money away and bet against washington as i've done like the last five times they've won um caden obviously is on Washington with a future, correct? Yeah, so I, I did drive across Virginia, if we're going to use the term yeah. there, and uh, took them after the Pac-12 championship with uh, plus 650 odds, so I'm pretty excited there. Do and you hedge at all tonight? Tonight, no. I, I went hammered down on Washington. <laughs> I took Washington um, plus the points. Um, then I took Washington. I actually moved the line on ESPN bets and made a minus two oh. to take even more points. So if we lose, we lose. But it's been a fun <laughs> ride with Washington. I've been riding Washington a lot of the second half of the year. So I'm excited to you know close it out tonight in college football. Going all in with the Huskies. I like the matchup because uh, if the, there's been a knock on Washington, it's been the defense. Well, Michigan does not have the most explosive offense. They have a certainly wear you down. They got some playmakers, but they like to run it where you down whereas washington has that high-powered offense and they're facing michigan's stingy defense so it's a great something's got to give game when you look at it that way 
Yeah, exactly. What's fun about tonight is it's the number one offensive line versus the number one defense. Michigan bullied Alabama, but I don't think this year's Alabama's team was like your normal Alabama offenses. Um, so I'm excited. And then, you know, Washington's defense, they're overlooked a lot. They have a really strong run defense, though. They're, you know, they have a nation's not top, but, you know, top 30, top 25 run defense. Um, the gap, though, is their pass defense. You know, they're ranked in the the bottom 20, I think, in the nation, if I recall correctly. But a lot of that, and the Washington coaches will tell you, that's not a Washington guy right now, but a lot of that's mop-up time, you know, getting thrown on um, late in games, people trying to come back when they were up big. So. And does McCarthy and Michigan's passing game scare you? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think McCarthy, don't get me wrong, he's a good quarterback, yeah. but if you look at the, you know, what happened after the Connor Stallions incident, I saw a little stat line by CBS. It had, like, I think he had, like, what, 15 touchdowns or whatever he had, like maybe a 19 and then after that incident, he had one touch, passing touchdown. Yeah. So it's like, he doesn't scare me. In that national championship game, he also, you know, he had a lot of, you know, he played a good game, three touchdowns. But a lot of those throws were his receivers helping him a lot. They're high balls, throw balls thrown behind him. So I think, yeah, Michigan's passing defense, I mean, offense doesn't really scare me one bit. And you never know how things can go, but, and, and Michigan was able to overcome an early deficit Alabama. But what if that first pass of the playoff game was counted as a pick like does it all steamroll from there and bama wins like that little that toe uh out of bounds or whatever uh really helped michigan in that case and probably helped mccarthy's confidence and everything because yeah. your first pass picked off in a playoff game that could really snowball no you're 100 right you know your first pass in the game you throw a pick you know they're there and you know scoring distance red zone i don't know what was it in the red zone for alabama when they got the ball there yeah it was it right close. around it yeah, yeah. So let's say Alabama puts it in there. You know his confidence is already destroyed. I don't know if it shatters it for the whole game. You know yeah. he's a very experienced quarterback. Um, but what it does is changes momentum of the game. It changes momentum. Kind of like one thing that changed the momentum of the game was when Alabama was up when Milrow fumbled it. Yep, that was a huge moment. If, yeah. if Alabama would have had that, maybe just you know scored there, I think they win the game. So, Caden, uh, uh, I, I know a little bit, but I'm not going to pretend to know a lot. I know the teams. I know what they can do well. I don't know the personnel. Uh, you do. You were telling me about a running back uh, for Washington tonight. So, who are the, the key players, starting with Washington? Who are Penix's weapons he's going to go to? Yeah, I'll be honest. I followed Washington hard. I don't know the receiver's names, but he has 2,000-yard receivers. So, he has two weapons. He has a third receiver, McMillan, I think his last name, with 500 yards. Um, so he has three strong receiving weapons. Dylan Johnson's their running back. Um, you know, everyone's talking about Blake Corum tonight. Blake Corum is a great running back. Don't get me wrong, but if you look at the statistics and kind of break down the games, Dylan Johnson might actually be the better back. He has more yards rushing this year. Um, he hasn't played or played little time in four games this year. So he what take what twelve subtract four eight games he's really played this year. He has four hundred yard games, one two hundred yard game. He has more eighty plus yard games. So the real back is to watch might be Dylan Johnson. He got hurt that Texas game, who kind of gave him that Texas that chance to come back. Um, he, they say he's good to go to play. They don't say he's 100% healthy, but he said he's good to go to play. Um, and then, of course, um, we'll see. On the Michigan side, it's going to be run and pa- pound and run yeah. offense. It's not going to be anything pretty. I think they might come out with a couple of trick plays, but it's going to be – if the real test of this game is the Michigan D-line versus the Washington O-line. That's going to set the game. If Washington can hold the Michigan D-line, you know, being the number one offense line in the country um, – 
then I think Michigan can't keep up with the track race. Does it worry you at all the line has moved up uh, in Michigan's favor to five and a half? No. Okay. I, I was thinking you would say that. Listen, my, uh, Michael Penix Jr. is the best quarterback in college football, and I've called that out for a while. If the couple shows I've been on, yeah. Ian Holton's argued for a few months now. He has the unorthodox throwing style, but he's by far the best college quarterback i think this year do you uh you keep saying college quarterback do you you like him in the nfl i mean if you're the bears commanders patriots um what what's the order of the quarterbacks uh, i i think obviously we're gonna go um usc's i'm John, caleb williams. yeah caleb williams uh just because his story you know whole career you know he's by far probably the best quarterback overall he just didn't have the best year this year um then it's probably gonna be drake may and then I could see a Michael Penix Jr. or Drake May kind of going back and forth swing right there. I keep seeing Drake May number two to Washington. Should I be excited about that? Yeah, exactly. Know. You just said. I don't know. Uh, I I, like I said, I would take Michael Penix over Drake May. How about Daniels from LSU? Yeah, the Heisman winner. <laughs> you forgot about the Heisman winner. No, he's a good quarterback as well. I honestly would probably jump him over drake may as well wow okay just because those guys have played and i know it doesn't matter but those guys have played some big time games they played some big time football drake may has as well but i just i don't know i would take those three uh caden norman joining us any thoughts on the 55 and a half total for tonight <sighs> no i don't touch i won't touch the total anymore. what kind of score is in that big brain of yours what are you what are you looking at <sighs> I, I i think it like I'm taking Washington, don't get me wrong. I just think if if Michigan comes out and just trouses that Washington offensive line, then it's going to be a low low total for sure because mm. Michigan's going to control the game. But if Washington can show, if it can get in the shootout, you like your chances more, uh, right? Oh, listen, yeah. if I can get a if you can get a live play on this game and you and Washington's O line is holding, oh, if it's anywhere in the 60s, take it. All right, there you go. Drive to Virginia after uh, the first quarter and uh, and place your live bet. Uh, Caden Norman joining us here in the Pirate Radio studios, breaking down Washington and Michigan. Is this uh, Jim Harbaugh's last game as the Michigan head coach? Oh, man, probably so. Do you my, think so? My, my dad's a huge Ohio State fan. He swears <laughs> to me that it is. He, he needs it to be, actually. <laughs> what is your, uh, your pop's thoughts on Ryan Day? It's such a weird thing. He has won every freaking game just about. Other than the last three of the season. So, love my dad, but Ohio State fans have to be the most ungrateful group of people in the world. And I grew up as an Ohio State fan a little bit as a as a young kid just because my parents were from Ohio and everything. Okay. But, you know, he's lost, what, seven games his entire career. Uh, he's a good coach. He's obviously haven't beat the team up north like they call it up there in Ohio. But... You know, that's a rivalry. You know, Ohio went on, Ohio State went on, what, a 15-year terror on Michigan. So it's going to swing back in their momentum. So I think this is Michigan's time. Um, I think Ohio State, they need a quarterback again with that electric offense. You just need another quarterback. So I think they're going to get that with Will Howard. Now I want to talk to your dad. Is your dad a full-blown conspiracy He's Connor not. Stallions guy? or? He's a lost man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, some of our parents start watching these news channels and uh, you lose them forever. That's happened with your dad when it comes to the cheating scandal. The Ohio State Buckeyes, he's lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back more with Caden Norman. We'll talk some pirate football, some playoffs, and uh, if you got a question for the signal caller. You know what? I'm, I'm going to do you a solid. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep, I'm going to let you guys talk about this one on uh, the whole Naylor show. 
He said, what's the worst fight Caden has had with Holton? I mean, that sounds like a great one for the whole Naylor show. So you know what? Jamie, you're going to have to wait to hear that one on an edition of the Holton Naylor show. Uh, we will take a break, come back, and talk more with Caden Norman after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedic Season Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedic Seas provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients of Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live, hour number three, Shirley Rhodes and the two long snappers. Chandler Honeycutt hung up his snapping gloves. Do you wear snapping gloves? You got bare hands. Alex Harper says, no, you go bare hand on that thing. Uh, Alex Harper, intern Alex here. Caden Norman hanging out in the Pirate Radio studios. The the signaler. If he was a uh, super villain. You got the Riddler, the Joker, the Penguin. You've got the signaler. The signaler. I kind of like that. The signaler. There you go. And uh, he was uh, on the sidelines waving his arms for many years. And you got you became quite popular. Yeah. That. Yeah. I, I had kind of like a little following i feel like, uh, like <laughs> a cult following no not a cult it was like probably like 10 or 15 people like usually like older women that kind of like liked it oh hi there you go <laughs> popular with the cougars uh also uh, i've heard of several of my friends and in fact i think chandler honeycutt one of these uh people lucky enough to have you as an uber driver yeah. back in the day too yeah back in college i had to make some money as a walk-on you don't get the, the scholarship check so i was like thursday nights before uh our Friday walkthroughs, I'd get an Uber and uh, make my weekly uh, paycheck. <laughs> so you've seen them around on the sidelines in an Uber. What do you do uh, these days in the real world? Yeah, so I'm in tech sales, so uh, cybersecurity. All right, there you go. And uh, we'll be a part of the Holt Naylor show along with Drew Dotter and Jack Powers debuting on Thursday. Uh, one more question on Penix. Jamie said, Caden, uh, if you're a GM, are you worried about the injury history? Yeah, I, I forgot all about that, and yeah, the injuries probably are why he are knocked, he's knocked further down. You know, I think it was an ACL. I could be wrong. That was one of his injuries, um, but that's probably why a lot of GMs have knocked him farther down. But if you're looking at just player wise, I would take him. But you're right, GMs are looking at a lot of injuries. You know, <coughs> is just is, is my investment going to pay off or not? Eric says Cadence Cougars RPOs ain't the only thing he's signaling. <laughs> All right, relax, Eric. You're on thin ice today. You've had some some iffy comments. It's only Monday. We usually had to wait till later in the week to to get risque. All right, um, Caden, uh, how, how pleased are you with this ECU offseason? You know, we've talked about it from the outside looking in. It was great to hear uh, Alex Harper earlier today say, "Hey, look, 
i know how we ended the year last year i know what our record was but i'm i'm excited about what we're bringing to the table this year so that makes you feel good how do you feel about it uh what ecu has done since uh the final loss of the season yeah i think the coaches have definitely tore up the transfer portal recently you know a lot of big pickups um, you know, then of course the new offensive coordinator with a lot of new offensive staff pieces. So I think everyone's excited. You know, we we had no bowl game to look forward to this year, so yeah. we're, we're super pumped. We're super excited. Um, then watch that Ole Miss game. Watch an Ole Miss dominate Penn State on the offensive side of the ball. I think that should excite Pirate Nation a little bit more. So I'm pumped up. Uh, you know, I'm excited to see the spring the spring game. You get a little taste there, not much of a taste, but. Um, yeah, I'm pretty pumped with the off-season performance and the, the portal, at the very least. Tyler wants me to ask Caden about Ellerby's idea. I wish uh, Ellerby was here to explain it further. But, he, okay, real brief. Maybe we can get into this later. But he said, take away the bowls. You've got the playoff. Yeah. You take the top 64 teams at the end of 2023, and you play – every team plays one game – and it, I, I, the basically, I think he says you seed them, but you could do. He says the bowls could do a fantasy pick or whatever the games could. You're playing at NFL stadiums Labor Day weekend on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, amongst those top 64 teams to open up the following season. So you're almost getting like a preseason bowl game, but it does count against your record. So basically, you're given the fan. And he says there wouldn't be opt outs. The head coach would be there because it'll be the first game of the season. Everybody would be excited about it, and you'd be playing a pretty good opponent, a team that was in the top 64 the previous year. He could explain it better, but that's the bare bones of it. What do you think? So I'm trying to understand that a little bit, so don't be mad at me here if I didn't pick up on it. But it sounds like bowls before the end of the year, top 64. Bowls to start the year. Yeah, yeah, start the year. Yeah, my bad. If I said that backwards, bowls to start the year. Uh, but they count regular season. It would give us the fans good week one matchups. Yeah, I yeah I agree. Like the fans, a lot of times if you're playing an FCS school or like Ohio State's playing Western Michigan, like you're not really excited about that. So right. I kind of like the idea. I don't know how you make it feasible right now, but I think what's going to help, hopefully, with uh, the opt outs is the, the 12 team playoff. I hope that helps out a lot. Um, and you know that one automatic G5 uh, bid, mm. you know gives ecu fans hope to like hey let's get let's get a solid turnaround here which by the way throw in washington state and oregon state because i saw today that they'll be in the uh the at-large portion oh well they you you have to have i think it said at least eight or ten teams um for the 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 whatever either way they will not be able to automatically get in which makes sense because they're not in a conference like they're on their own right now right are they going to be independent they're gonna be in a what a Mountain West conglomerate or something like that. <laughs> I, I don't know what their schedule is gonna look like. To be yeah, uh, to be honest, that's with interesting. You. I I don't know. I'd have to have here LRB maybe describe it a little better. Yeah, yeah. But we'll, uh, I like the idea. Everyone wants to see the tougher matchups. Kind of like you know, I looked at our schedule next year and I was hoping I was like, no Power Five team. I think uh, I saw a tweet about that the other day. I was yeah. like, like I I want to see us play a Power Five team. I think we deserve to play. You know, a, a Carolina, an NC State, a Duke, just someone in in season in ACC school, even Virginia Tech again. Like, we need to get those games on the schedule every year, at least one of them, or every other year at least. Uh, schedule is a lot brighter in the future uh, than it is for next season. Next season, your non-conference schedule is Norfolk State, 
uh, at Old Dominion, App State, and at Liberty. And then uh, future seasons, you got in 25, NC State, BYU, Coastal, uh, 26, App State, West Virginia, 27, South Carolina, Wake Forest, uh, 28, NC State, Wake Forest, Coastal, so uh, you get some some bigger names in the, the next few years. Yeah, I like that. I, I guess I haven't looked out that far, but uh, I'll take that one back. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you're right. Uh, the problem is, though, I even asked John Gilbert when he joined us last time, does this West Virginia game get played? That just feels like one that they buy out of and, yeah. and we have to add somebody. Uh, we just added Coastal a couple times to make good for Boise State who was supposed to be on the schedule. That could be a fun little regional matchup. I, I it was agree. a gritty game when we played them a few years ago. I mean, not a few yeah. years ago. Was it a few years ago now? Uh, a year ago. Two years ago. Yeah, two yeah. years ago. Whatever, yeah. However, yeah. two seasons ago. Time. Where does it go? <laughs> <laughs> There's never enough. Um, so, let's see. Tyler's hung up on this, too. In Ellerby's idea, those teams would play 13 regular season games. If you don't make it in that 64, you only play 12. Okay, so I think I get it a little bit better now. And Tyler, shout out to you for helping. So it's basically if you finish in the top 64 a year prior, you play one team in the top 64 the next year. To open the season. Why didn't you just say that? In an NFL time? stadium. <laughs> That's pretty Did sl- I not say that? I, maybe I just missed it. Yeah. No, I like that. That's a good idea. You get a top matchup. Uh, what, was it like one play 64, or how does that work? You know, that's how I was thinking it, too. But then Ellerby said something about maybe um, the sites or the games. You, you do a draft and put it on TV. A draw. You, like, draft like the, the, uh, the teams. You could do it randomly. Yeah. or, uh, But, yeah, that would be cool, too, right? Yeah, you just don't know who you're playing. Like... Um, for the world cup right they draw the groups or whatever you could uh do the draw like that uh i would like a relegation system in college football i think that would be phenomenal do you follow premier league or soccer at all yeah where you if you finish worse in the the division or whatever you you drop drop. yeah Yeah, i actually saw something on like twitter or x whatever we call these days where it showed like per region uh that system I, yeah. i'm not gonna say it and mess it up but uh i thought it'd be pretty cool you know what makes it cool is you've got the this is one of the things that, okay multiple things make it cool first of all you've got the best of the bottom league fighting it out yeah. to make it to the big league you've also got teams trying to stay out of that bottom three that gets relegated so they're playing late in the year they've had bad seasons but fans flock to the game because it's we're trying to stay up. Yeah, we our bad team has to beat this bad team, or we drop down. So uh, that will never happen. Although <laughs> with all the changing world of, of college athletics now, it 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 wouldn't shock me. Previous to everything that's happened in the last three or four years, it would shock me. Now it wouldn't shock me to see some kind of relegation system. No, I I would love it. You'd see uh, your Fander belts of the world fall down to the sun butt or something. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and the way we talked about it too, it could be regionalized where you – and now – it's a little different with these conferences because you could have done Pac-12 and Mountain West, but like, so the ACC and the American match up with one another, mm-hmm. where we're trying to get to the ACC. Uh, the Big Ten and the MAC yeah. would be pretty obvious. Uh, I don't know about that. What do you mean? All right, American and ACC. That's a pretty good like playing field, I think. Maybe even Sun Belt in there as well. Maybe a Sun Belt American c- combo. But the MAC and the Big Ten is like night and day. Well, I'm doing it more regionally. Okay. Like SEC and Sun Belt, probably. That doesn't work. So, but you got a group of five and a power five. So, how would you do it then? You're, uh, you're right. The only region it really does work is kind of like the South in a way. Yeah. I mean, I realize they're far apart, but, but you put 
Miami of Ohio in the Big Ten and they're able to stay up and get that money, they could become something. I don't know. <laughs> the Mac and the Big Ten are just total night and day differences. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe our idea would never work. Maybe you'd have to get rid of the conferences. Yeah. I think if you get rid of the conferences and make it regions, but still you have the Mac. <laughs> you have Cincinnati, you have West Virginia that could go in a lot of the Big Ten schools. I think you'd make it work, actually. Uh, Eric says if there was relegation, ECU would be playing uh, against Pitt Community College next year. <laughs> hey, look, oh, that's why we need to win games. So we're not playing Lenore and Pitt and uh, A.G. Cox Middle School next year. Caden <laughs> uh, Norman joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. Trying to fix all the world's problems here uh, on the show today. Um, let's take uh, another break. We'll come back. We'll talk some NFL playoffs and more with Caden Norman. If you got a question, comment, you can get it in. Uh, Jamie did have a comment that Caden can answer when we come back. How difficult is it to uh, for players to learn a new offense? It's a great we'll, question. We'll talk about that when we return after this. You know, you know. Stop. Check out the hits. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 36 locations to serve you. They are open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or you can visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all your fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, kick off the day with the largest 4K screen in Greenville along with 18 TVs so you don't miss any of the wild card games. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway that starts at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at Buck. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Caden uh, Norman has a stat to consider, Shirley. Can we get that? The stat to consider. What do you got, Caden? I read earlier that the number one seed in the college football playoffs has never beat the number two seed. So you can fact check me there. I saw it earlier. Don't know how true it is. I didn't do my research, but anything that favors Washington, you're taking though yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. So, so there you go. I'm in deep right now. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a big Huskies win tonight. All right, Caden. Uh, we were asked a moment ago uh, the difficulties of players uh, learning a new playbook, a new system. How, how difficult is that for guys? Yeah, it's pretty difficult. I would say for a lot of guys uh, especially i've been looking back on it's just it's a big transition from you know what for a young a lot of young guys to be example when you're coming from high school when the plays are so simple to you're coming to college and the plays are complex and you have a playbook of 200 plus plays just trying to understand everything and then once you understand the plays and you you memorize the plays in your brain then you have to figure out the language of the plays and the like then the signals of the plays so 
One reason I got a job here at ECU, I would say, because I would call mine a job, and I was like a player coach, I would say, was because I was somewhat decent at school sometimes studying. So I, I remember the plays, I remember the signals, and I stood out. I was like, hey, coach, can I help teach people this? And then I got a little signaling job. So I was under two different staffs, and those were two different signals. Those were two different playbooks, two different languages. I would I would kind of consider it learning a whole different language. So in school, you have a tutor. Uh, in football, are you able to help guys learn it, or is that something they have to do on their own? Like, could you get with another quarterback and help yeah, them out? Yeah. I would say just like school, you can get with a tutor, but with a tutor, you still got to put in the time. Yeah. So I would say, like, I, we used to make videos for guys. Like, me and Holt would go make videos of just, like, signals. So, like, you can read the play. Like, let's say you read the play, but then you look at the video and you want to signal. Like, can, and then you remember what route to run or what blocking scheme to block. Are you signaling to just the quarterback or to everyone? Uh, depends. You had a lot of different rotations on your signal. So you have uh, your main guy who might talk to the quarterback or uh, your, your receivers, you had your running back guys. There's, you know, it's a group of three, group of four people and it usually switches up. So, All right. There you go. Um, Chandler, does Caden sound like anyone to you? Maybe a, a guest on the show, somebody from ECU. Have you picked up on that? Because after this person said this, I'm starting to hear it. Help the bell! <laughs> Shirley, you hear it? Sounds like Justin Bear. Do you know Justin Bear from ECU Marketing? What's that, I don't bear, think so. What's that bear doing? If I, if I see the picture, probably. Uh, he is a Browns guy. He's from Ohio. Are you from Ohio? I was born in Ohio. I, was, I grew up in North Carolina, though. Um, Johnny says, is Caden and Justin, uh, the marketing guy from the same area of Ohio, they sound a lot alike. <laughs> Where's he from? Uh, great question. Let me ask him. Um, I wonder if he'll answer his phone. We'll see. Uh, what part of Ohio were you born? Uh, near, near Athens. Okay. Yeah. Let's see, uh, where Justin, if he'll uh, answer his phone. Oh, right. <laughs> he is, uh, Ready for some Browns football in the playoffs. Hello. Hey, uh, Justin, you're live on the air, so don't say anything. How are you? Hey, good. So we got Caden Norman here, and somebody picked up. Uh, he was like, hey, is this guy and Justin in, from the same area? Uh, because Caden is an Ohio guy. What part of Ohio were you from? I'm from east of Cleveland, Painesville. Yeah, you're, east you're, up north, down south. Okay. I guess our southern ears hear all you Ohioans the same. Yeah, it's all it's all just one state, you know. It's all the same place, pretty much. <laughs> Justin, you called it. I saw you at the basketball game yesterday. You said the Browns and uh, Texans would definitely be the early Saturday game. You knew that right from the start. Uh, how confident are you in your Browns? Uh, I feel pretty good. Uh, you know, we, we beat them pretty good a couple weeks ago. Um, but, you know, C.J. Stroud is after that game. But I'm feeling pretty good. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, no problem. We'll give you a talent fee. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right. There is Justin Bear. <sighs> I hate being called an Ohio guy, though. I grew up in North Carolina. Like, <laughs> I guess you've got the... Yeah, but you, you picked up on your parents' accent. Yeah, sure. probably so. What part of North Carolina are you from? Uh, Johnson County. Okay. So, like, uh, Clayton area outside of Raleigh. So you, but you never had the... Uh, I don't know. Is there a Southern twang in your friends growing up like that you grew up with? I would I would say Johnson County it's, it's more rural so okay yeah you hear it with me 
No. No? Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, Jamie says, I'm from Indiana, grew up in North Carolina. My accent is like Kentucky. Hmm, interesting. Accents are a funny thing. Are you a, uh, is your dad like a Browns guy or a? He's a Steelers guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't know the geography. It's like, yeah. It, 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 Browns were three hours north. Cincinnati used to be three hours uh, west. So <laughs> Eric said, whoa, how did Caden answer that phone call? He's a ventriloquist. <laughs> that was him on the phone and here in studio. All right. Uh, NFL playoffs. So who's your NFL team? Are you Steelers? Or? I don't really have an NFL team. I just like good football on the NFL side. I like college basketball. I like college football. So. All right. Um, the Niners, the one seed in the NFC. It'll be the Packers at the Cowboys Sunday 430 on Fox. Rams at Lions is your Sunday night game. And then wild card Monday night will be Eagles and Bucks. They played that game earlier this year on Monday night football. I had the Eagles, and the Eagles won. Uh, there will be a rematch coming up Monday night. Uh, what stands out to you? Uh, any of these stand out to you, Caden? Yeah, I like the Dolphins. Uh, well, I hadn't got to the AFC yet. Oh, we're on the NFC? Yeah. <laughs> I just looked at your paper and jumped straight down. You're looking ahead. Um, I do love the Stafford back in Detroit and Goff facing the team that gave up on him. That, love that storyline. That's line. a great matchup. Yeah. Uh-huh. Should be a fun game, too. I like the Eagles in Tampa Bay. You know, Eagles, what, 1-5 in, in their last six? Yeah, they uh, limped down the stretch. And then Tampa Bay squeaking their way in the playoffs, not even scoring a touchdown against Pan. Did they score a touchdown in that game? No. That three field goals. By the way, Chandler, remember I had my no-touchdown bet earlier this year? There were, uh, I said, there's usually like one or two games where there's no touchdowns. There were two this NFL season, uh, one of them yesterday. Yeah. Panthers. Bucks Panthers. Bucks Panthers. I saw somebody made a pretty penny on that too. Dang, we got to get on that no touchdown thing next year. <laughs> we got to we got to pick our spot. I I tried it with a game, uh, and they scored on the first drive of the game, so it didn't it didn't work out for me. But there were two games with no touchdowns this year in the NFL. Who do you uh, like uh, NFC all the way? Uh, I hate to say it, but Niners. I mean, I had yeah. them middle of the year, uh, beginning of the year. So I think I, the I'm, NFC is pretty locked up. It looks that way. If the, if it was in Dallas, uh, maybe give the Cowboys a chance because they are unbeatable at home. But when the Niners played Dallas and Philly earlier this year, they crushed them. Doesn't mean they're going to do it again, no. but we've already seen those matchups, and uh, the Niners won both. All right, you are circling the Dolphins. You think they can go on the road and beat Kansas City? Yeah, they. Uh, I, I knew a lot of people called Dolphins out as like a – what is it, a suspect team? They are fraudulent. Yeah, fraudulent. They have beat one good team this year, and it was Dallas. I know. Um, I, w- I watched that game. I actually had Miami that game, too. I just think Kansas City is a little bit more fraudulent this year. Uh, I think they've just struggled. You know, it sounds bad saying, what, 11-6, 10-6. I don't know if they finished. Um, it's fraudulent, but I just don't think they're there this year uh, altogether. I could have those numbers off. But uh, I like Tyreek Hill back in Kansas City. I think he's looking forward to that, and to, uh, that's just a high explosive offense and I think they, they pulled that one out I am looking up the age differential uh, 16 years from Joe Flacco to CJ Stroud oh, in that Browns Texans game uh, love Stroud uh, Texans are home that's going to be rocking that, that's uh, I, I can't hey kudos to the Browns for being here right they lose their running back I want to say week two Chubb mm-hmm. 
uh they lose watson along the way and here here they are with that defense and with joe flacco airing it out uh with the chance to to win in the playoffs yeah i'd love to see joe flacco go all the way i just don't think he does it but i I, i'm cheering for that all the way through but uh also cj stroud you know rookie in the playoffs you know first year had a, a phenomenal year um, it's exciting. It's a cool matchup. Uh, a guy who jumped off the couch midway through the <laughs> midway through the season versus a guy you know trying to ride his way his first year in the NFL. So that's another good one. I think my second. You know, if I could circle two games on there, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'd probably circle that one too. That's a good idea, Chandler. Let's get you in here. Let's do our uh, playoff watchability draft. What game, if you could only watch one this weekend, would it be? Packers, Cowboys, Rams, Lions, Eagles, Bucks. Browns, Texans, Dolphins, Chiefs, Steelers, Bills. What's number one on the list? I think it's got it. Rams, Lions for me. From a fun standpoint, I agree. If I could only pick one, it would probably be Dolphins, Chiefs. Yeah. Just because the loser of that game is going to get absolutely roasted. <laughs> like that, that just has more big time implications, I think. And I was going to argue the return uh, that Tyreek Hill is going to have to the Arrowhead, but you also have to think about the Rams' lines and the story behind that one with um, with Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit and then Jared, uh, Goff. Jared Goff playing his old team too. I'm with you. I think those are one A, one B. Number three, are you putting Browns Texans three, Caden? Uh, for me, I, I, that's my number two. Okay. Yeah. I don't are know, you I, putting Browns Texans that high? I'm, that's my that's my third. Okay. Behind uh, Chiefs and Dolphins. All right. After that, which game would you uh, want to watch the least? Steelers Bills for me. Bucks Eagles. Oh, I don't know, man. I think you are. You think the Eagles are going to cruise? Yeah. I don't. I think. I, I think you might be off there. I'm. I would take the Eagles. But they are extremely shaky right now. So you're uh, you're not watching that one, Caden. What game are you striking off your watch list? Uh, either Pittsburgh or the Eagle one, Eagles one. Yeah. You like the Eagles too? Yeah, I like the Eagles, of course. All right. Um. Yeah, Pittsburgh Bills. I just I credit to Tomlin and whatever they got going on on offense, but uh, I think the Bills uh, should be able to roll in that one. All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back, get ready to wrap it up here on a Monday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Taking a quick look at your stock market, the Dow was up 216 points at 37,683. The Nasdaq was up 319 points and finished at 14,000. 
4,843, and the S&P was up 66 points at 4,763. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Stock Market Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. All right, getting ready to wrap things up here on a Monday. Coming up Tuesday, we'll talk some Pirate Baseball with ECU Assistant Baseball Coach Jeff Palumbo. Holt Naylor's will join us Wednesday. Austin Knight, ECU Pitching Coach, on Thursday. Along with our regular Sprinkled In, we'll recap the championship with Mac McCarthy coming up on Tuesday. We'll talk to Mully about his Packers taking on the Cowboys in the playoffs so uh, looking forward to a tuesday edition of pirate radio live uh kate norman will be joining us i guess sporadically yeah you can jump on anytime but uh great to have you on talk some football with you today we'll do it again down the road man yeah i'm looking forward to it go huskies and well uh <laughs> good luck to you and your huskies we'll uh, be hearing from you on the whole nailer show as well uh debuting on thursday here on pirate radio alex great work man our, uh, we got two long snappers or better than one. I didn't know if we could survive with two long snappers, but it turns out two are better than one. Appreciate uh, intern Alex joining us today. Chan, Shirley, we'll see y'all fine folks Tuesday, 3 o'clock for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.